Hey, listener, this is Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends recap romance novels while swooning, giggling, and often being really confused about England times. Before we get into it, I want to cordially invite you to join our Patreon. We've got over 100 bonus episodes that you can binge right now, videos, extras, and so much more fun waiting for you. Next week, we're coming back with new content on the main feed because we're recapping Devil in Winter by Lisa Kleypas. Get ready for it because we are so excited to be back. This, the last week of hiatus, we've got a treat for you. While this is technically a re-release, this book was originally broken into two parts. I decided to do a re-edit so you get all the goodness in one shot. This recap is the genesis of ongoing bits like Queen Bird, Darkwing Duke, and more. So, come bask in the brilliance that is Tessa Dare's The Duchess Deal. <laughs> Hi, Erin. <laughs> hey, Mel. <laughs> How's it going? Oh, I am fantabulous. <laughs> How the hell are you? Listener Melody just told me a highly personal story <laughs> that we can't tell on the podcast, but I'm just reeling from it. It's <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine, listener, a story <laughs> that I won't share on this medium because apparently I share fucking everything. That's not true. But like my level of share is so much. Is it yeah. lower or higher than other people? Lower. Than other yeah. people. Yeah. From, from zero to crotchless leggings, this was worse <laughs> than crotchless leggings. <laughs> and oh, honestly, yeah. if, it, if I were the only one involved, I would share it. But because it involves someone else, I can't. Right. You know? right. I'm, yeah. Because I am a good friend. Uh-huh. At the That's end true. of the day, that supersedes everything else. <laughs> Aww, that's very sweet. <laughs> so what's Let new with you? Let me tell you what I came batch. here to tell you. Oh. <laughs> Bring it on. I didn't come here to talk about the Duchess deal. That's right. Um, she's currently holding a smoothie of some sort. I am. It's a banana nut smoothie. Mm. I just came in from working out. David was leaving to go to the gym and I was holding this smoothie. And and I told him by the end of this conversation, I'm about to go record the podcast and I'm going to tell everybody about this. <laughs> <laughs> I marched up here. <laughs> Talk to you. Uh-oh. So now I owe it to him. So this is a phenomenon in Alaska, and I think the Northwest, these little drive through coffee stands. Oh, yeah. But I don't think they exist everywhere in the I don't States. think they, so either. They I'm, haven't in anywhere else I've lived. Maryland, no, but in, Louisiana, um, in Oregon, they're big, too. Dutch Brothers right. is one of the big ones. A human being. Yeah. Right. So, like, a couple years ago or so, a year ago, David just starts showing up with these smoothies all the time. Just, like, mm-hmm. constantly has these protein shakes. I'm like, where are you getting those? And he tells me. And I realize it's one of these coffee stands. And mm. listener, if you're not familiar with these, about 50% are regular and the other 50% are like bikini babes, young, hot, lady, stripper yeah. sort of coffee stands, which is totally fine. Like some yeah. of them are li- like literally in bikinis or like something sexy. Some are just like young, hot women. But Wait, in Alaska? Oh, yeah. Bikini no. babe coffee stands are a big deal. But how, yeah. are, how do you open the window and hand things to people in Alaska? Yeah. It makes them cold, which makes it sexier. No. You don't know if they're <gasps> cold or turned on. Or turned just on. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
I don't Luke know. Martineau. So, yeah. So he's like, oh, yeah, that, that uh, coffee and, and protein shake stand by our house. And I was like, oh, is mm. it a regular one or is it a different kind of coffee stand? He's like, well, I don't know. You know. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go drive through one of these and get me a protein shake. So I do. This has been a long time ago. And I realize it's not like the bikini one, but they're all like very fit, young, college age, like sexy ladies that work at this thing. Sure. So I come back with a shake and I'm like, oh, I went and got a shake at your special coffee stand. And he's like, oh, who who was working? Was it Amanda? Was it Becky? Was it Christina? You know, he starts. <laughs> and I was like, you. <laughs> so now we've got this big joke. We're like. Because also I drank the shake and I was like, this is a pretty good shake. <laughs> <laughs> so now we've got this joke where I go through and, you know, I, I'm like, they like me more than you sort of thing. So cute. I came back with this shake and he's like, who was it? <laughs> and I'm going to protect the names of these women because they're just trying to make a living and Indeed. not be in our personal life. But he's like, you know, was it Danielle? Was it so-and-so? And I was like, it was Danielle. And like, she knew my order. I drew, I drove up and she was like, what do you want? Banana nut. And he's like, Danielle says the same thing to me, only she doesn't say banana. And I was like, and he like, got one I'm like, I'm telling the whole podcast about this. So oh, anyway, amazing. um, but the shakes are really good. I do not think the shakes are why David goes to the coffee stand. I'm going to be honest there. I really I do good think it's Danielle. But sure. I like the shakes. <laughs> you know, what's new with you? Uh, what's new with me? Mm. All right, here we go. Today, I was putting Ever down for a snap. Here we go. <laughs> how can it be better? Than, how can it be more here we go than what I had to listen to when I first sat down? Because it's but, in the same know. theme. It's in the theme of Melody oh, is a 13-year-old boy. Okay. <laughs> I think this should be its whole a whole segment unto itself. All right. So <laughs> Melody is a 13-year-old boy. So <laughs> I'm putting Ember down for his nap, and he's gotten to the point where he's very, very independent. And so he like he wants to do our before nap ritual and then lay the fuck down. And I would like just a little bit of a snuggle, mayhaps, but not really. I don't really care. So he pops up. He like sits up on me and he's like, OK, lay down. And I was like, wait, we got to I got to make sure I just want to hear a burp. I want one burp. And so since we speak, wait, Ember says he wants to hear a burp. No, I told him that because like okay. a couple of times last week, he he burped like while laying down. And then I had to wash the sheet afterwards because he's 21 months old. And sometimes like reflux is a thing. I don't fucking know. So I was like, I just want one burp. Like, give me a burp. And since we speak Chinese to him, I was like, Ember Daga, because that's basically Mandarin. It's like crazy white girl saying it, but it's, you know, it's Mandarin-ish. What, does it mean burp? Or Yeah, it means Ember burp. All the Mandarin I know is from Firefly. And so. Oh, and that <laughs> is, woof. That is not Mandarin. Yeah, believe me, I know. But you know, <laughs> same level, crazy white girl Mandarin. There you go. So then he looks at me and he starts going, Mama Daga, Mama Daga. <laughs> So I just start burping on cue. And every time he does it, he just cracks the hell up. Like in my, he's like sort of cradled-ish. He was like on my shoulder and then he's moved over and he was like cradled in my arms going, Mama Dunka. And then I would. <laughs> and then he would crack the hell up. We probably did this like 10 times. Wait, so and you I can just burp on cue? 
Yes. Can't everyone? No. I can burp on cue. Yeah, no, I can't do it. Oh I my just God. <laughs> England times after this melody. <laughs> they burped in England times. Okay, oh, they just had geez. to say "pardon me" or something mm-hmm. afterwards. I'm not going to. So anyway, I put him down for his nap, and he was a little bit turned after that. Like it was not a smart mom move, but it really fed my 13 year old boy soul, and it was nice. Congratulations! Thanks, thanks. Being a mom is really fun sometimes because I just get to be really, really sophomoric. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's excellent. Okay, speaking of sophomoric, England times when you were never allowed to be sophomoric. (laughs) Although, I will say that this book is squarely within England times. Oh, yeah, I was going to say. within England times. But (laughs) Mm. flirts a little bit Uh with Sherlock Holmes times, which I know, which I know, historically (sighs) speaking, I believe to be the same time period in England. No, it's later. I listen. Isn't it historically speaking? I think England Times eclipses Sherlock Holmes Times. His not historically speaking. Aaron is none of this is historically speaking. (laughs) As far as Aaron's view of historical romance novels, then sure. Mm -hmm. I I can't believe they're not all the same thing. They're very close to being medieval thing. It goes from medieval. (laughs) England Times goes all the way from medieval. To like mm-hmm. like yeah. 1925. See, that <laughs> is closer to Sherlock Holmes times. But but eclipsed in there is Sherlock Holmes times. Oh boy, is Revolutionary War times? Is Highlander times? Depending on the mood of the story and it's the location true. of it. It's so true. England times is a big is a is an overarching. Also, every time we say that, I think that we're wrong. I think that if it's going to be anything, it has to be Highland times because Highlander no, times. Makes me melody. think of Duncan McLeod of the Clan McLeod and their swords. And the... are you honestly worried about being <laughs> wrong? Like... <laughs> no, I'm I'm worried about creating the correct <laughs> feeling. You know, I I don't think people like because Duncan McLeod of the Clan McLeod or whatever the fuck his name was is much more paranormal than it would be Highland times. So are we are we talking about Outlander? Is that no, we're doing? talking about Highlander, my friend. Highlander. Oh, Highlander. The, crazy the film. There can only be one. Schmer, no, there can I'm only sorry. be one. No, I don't care. That's sure. Fair. Because I believe Fair. that the film Highlander was not set in Highlander times. So no, it, it was not matter. We don't have to risk it. No one's going to get confused. <laughs> Fair. No. This isn't confusing at all, Aaron. That was like not just on its movie. face. And also, I think he was immortal, so he lived in Highland times, Highlander you times. I think he was immortal. That was the whole point of the movie, is that they're immortal until they cut <laughs> off your head, and then there can only be one. That's literally the only thing I remember about it. Wait, was Harrison Ford in the original Blade Sean Runner? Connery. <laughs> How many movies do you think Harrison Ford was in? No. I said it's in like the original you Blade Runner. Mistake. You made that mistake one time, and now you think Harrison Ford was in every movie. No, I was doing a callback, Aaron, honestly. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, cool, cool callback. <laughs> Great comedy. I'm sorry. Uh, ah, no okay. one's listening anymore. Do you no, think we should sorry, do the book? Guys. Because they're not even... <laughs> no, okay, we have to do the book because it was so good. It was the best book ever. It was so, so good. Okay, we are here to talk about The Duchess Deal by Tessa Dare. 
everyone. Now, when you say best book ever, do you believe it was better than When a Scott Ties a Knot? Don't do that to me. I knew you were going to say that to me, and I didn't. You know what I meant by that. I don't know if it was better than a Scott Tyson. I was just wondering what you think because I'm I'm torn. Oh, I'm really torn. I'm really torn. I don't know. Dare I say? I think I like this hero better Ooh. than Logan McKenzie. Really? But I think I like the heroine. Heroine in, in the other one better. I don't know. And the heroine in this one is better really for good. any reason. Yeah, she's great. But I just found her no, you quirkier. Just, yeah, you just love that she drew snails. Yeah, I love her snails. <laughs> Love the shit out of those snails. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. I don't know. I think I have to say I love them equally, which is a total cop out, but I've become a mom now and I think I'm allowed to do that. <laughs> no one ever loves anybody equally. <laughs> Says the only child. Okay. Yeah, also, the chances of me having not one child, but two are very <laughs> slim. So I feel like I can say that with confidence. Fair. Okay. I would like to introduce Emma Gladstone who is the heroine, <laughs> and the Duke of Ashbury, who is <laughs> the hero. So the Duke of Ashbury, and I'm, I'm calling him that. I'm not calling him his real name because he doesn't have a real name. They talk about what he could be called, and, and he's it's only George. ever been called. I don't talk about that. Ugh. That was also her father's name, so it doesn't exist. But I'm, like getting, George. I'm getting ahead of myself, listener. So the novel opens... She is a seamstress. She is walking around outside trying to get up her nerves. And she's in this horrendous wedding dress. Well, expertly fashioned. Oh, of course. Oh, no, no, no. But ugly design. Or just over the top. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, Later on, he describes it as unicorn vomit. Yes. Or the pelt of some snow beast rumored to menace the Himalayas. (laughs) (laughs) Which made me so happy. So... She is going to knock on his door because she needs payment for this gown. And nobody has paid her in months and months and months. She made the gown. Yes, she made the gown. And so she goes in. She knocks on the door. She has no calling card. She has no anything because she's a seamstress. She's like a servant, right? And the butler shows her into the library. But before that, the Duke of Ashbury was writing a letter to his solicitor saying like a bunch of stuff and then the last thing was that he needed a wife because he needs to create an heir so this is like yeah. on his mind as she walks and in he's because he's like reluctantly writes it too he's like ugh wife need a wife ugh yeah I mean and I don't blame him given his previous right. experiences so Khan the butler Khan walks in and he's like there's a, a woman here to see you and she's wearing a wedding dress. And he's like, uh, okay, show her right in. <laughs> um, she comes in and she's like, your grace, I need payment for this immediately. It is past due. I have written evicted. to you. Uh-huh, I am being evicted. I have nothing but moldy potatoes in my larder, I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> Like, she needs to pay for it. And so he's fairly charmed by her. He doesn't really understand why she's a seamstress because she seems like he's, oh, I think his exact words, and I laughed out loud at this, were there's entirely not enough hand wringing mm-hmm. about this request. Like, you should be, you should be looking down at the floor. You should be terrified of me. What's going on? Why aren't you? And he finds mm-hmm. out that she's a vicar's daughter who is now turned seamstress, which means that she is 
of gentle breeding or something like that. Right. Um, she's a gentleman's daughter. So what we find out is that this was the dress of his intended, but she left him because of his crazy ass scars all over his face because he was in a battle. He was in the Battle of Waterloo and a, a mortar turned back on him and blew him the fuck up. But only on one side. So he looks like Two-Face from Batman. Yeah, he does. Two-Face from Batman. And uh, yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. So she made this wedding dress for his betrothed. And then since they didn't get married, she didn't get paid. She's about to get thrown out. So she shows up and she's like, I need that money. And she wore the wedding dress for effect. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She was just like, I didn't think that you would pay any heed to me if I just showed up as myself. So here's what I made. Pay me for it. And so he goes, Mm -hmm. sure, I will but I'm going to need the dress. And she takes a couple <laughs> seconds to think about it. And then she's like, ah, it's either get unclothed right now in front of this man or sleep on the street. So, all right, here we go. <laughs> and she starts disrobing in front of him. And so he stops her and he's like, stop, stop, stop. Okay, whoa. And then in his brain, he's like, okay, she's of gentle birth. I don't know, the, the, whatever. She's educated and she's willing to get naked in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um... Checks all my boxes. Healthy. <laughs> yeah, Good. healthy. Right. So he's like, okay, you can have this money or I can make you a duchess. She's like, what? And she's like, you're What's making fun on? of me. Stop yeah. making fun of me. Give me my money. I gotta go. Wait, though, before this happens, I have to can oh. I tell you a story. Yeah. Um. So he asks her, how does the, the daughter of a gentleman end up being a seamstress? Because mm. that's not something that happens. And she's like, well, sometimes life takes an unexpected turn. And he says, well, that is a grave understatement. And then he says, Fortune was a heartless witch in perpetual anticipation of her monthly courses and didn't Ash know it. Um, And I just want to tell you this. (laughs) Have I ever told you about my hairdresser? No. This is the only story I have. The one in Alaska? I just told her about the podcast a couple weeks ago, so maybe she's listening. Yeah. So the first time I visited this hair salon three years ago or whatever, Uh I'm like, I just need a hair salon. I go in there. She got in a fight. Like, while doing my hair, she got in a fight with, like, the front desk lady. And I think there was, like, a hairbrush thrown, but it wasn't the one in the no. same room I was in. And then she comes back into the room, and she's doing my hair. And she's talking to one of the other hairdressers about what a bitch the front desk woman is. She doesn't work the same salon anymore. It's fine. Oh. She's talking to one of the <laughs> You think? <laughs> it's fine. About what a bitch the front desk woman is. And she's like... What is she, like a wear cunt and it's a full moon or something? (laughs) (laughs) And I thought that was... I would follow her anywhere. The best (laughs) insult I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) So I'm giving that to you, HBs. What what is she, a wear cunt and it's a full moon or something? (laughs) Oh, my God. And I was like, I will, I don't, like at the time, she hadn't even dried my hair. So I'm like, I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I'm going to be back. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> that's incredible. Anyway, but that's exactly the same statement that Ash makes. Fortune was a heartless witch in perpetual anticipation of her monthly courses. Uh-huh. That's the same thing. <laughs> anyway, that's I highlighted so it. I was like, Where cunt? All right, so back to the story. <laughs> Where cunt? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just put an extra big E on this one for explicit, I guess. I think right. this is the first I time mean, we've thrown cunt out there. I think that all of them have to be super explicit, but you know, mm-hmm. that's cool. Okay, so she turns him down because she's like, that's not even a real offer. Like, I, she's not even turning him down. She's just like, stop making fun of me. Oh, and then she right. she's like, are you actually mad? 
Like, I'm going to approach this money slowly, then back (laughs) out of the room very slowly, and then run away and pay my rent. And he's like, he thinks to himself, don't worry, Duke. Uh -uh. She'll be back. (laughs) She also says, surely, surely you don't mean through marriage. Yeah. And he says, oh, my God. He brings up the laws of primogeniture. He's like, no, I intend to use my vast influence in the House of Lords to overturn the laws of primogeniture <laughs> and then persuade Prince Genitur. Regent to prim- primogeniture. Yeah. Then persuade Prince Regent to create a new title and du- duchy, duchy. I don't know. It was like a whole thing. That accomplished. I will convince him to name a victor's daughter from Hertfordshire, <laughs> a duchess in her own right. Of course, I mean through marriage. <laughs> I am a duke. I am not asking you to marry me. I am offering to marry you. It's a different thing entirely. It is a different thing. Oh, man, he is so hung up on what dukes do and what brides do throughout this whole (sighs) thing. It makes me really happy in a really odd way. It shouldn't. I'm very in love with him. I fucking love it. Oh, my God. Yeah, he ticks all all the right asshole boxes for you, huh? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Okay. Exactly the ones. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Danielle (laughs) has the same order for me, except for she doesn't say banana. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my right. god so um, i don't imply david's an asshole i didn't mean that i just meant you know no, I, he's I like the little, right type you know, of asshole yeah you need a like, little pepper in your pot yeah, yeah michael michael is the same way so wait one thing that i will say about this whole thing is that it's going to be really hard for me not to turn this into heaving bosoms a romance novel podcast where we read you the whole book <laughs> <laughs> Like, that is that is how this is probably going to work. Okay, so she says no. The next day, she's fitting... Isn't she fitting Davina at that point? It's Davina, I think. Yeah. So she's fitting a woman for a gown, and she's uh, clearly about five months pregnant, and they've become friends over the time that she's been Davina's seamstress. But Emma doesn't want to be um, rude by being like, hey, you're pregnant, I can tell, even though they're friends. So she's like, oh, I've got to let this one out. And she's like, oh, too many tea cakes, I guess. And then I'm they kind of so come fat. clean. And yeah. she's like, I don't know what to do. There was an artist and I loved him and he left and I don't know what to do. So she's like, I'll try to help you if I can. Then. Then. She's even closing up closed, the shop. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's closing up. She's about to lock the door. And the, oh, no, the door is locked and he's pounding. So she goes up to it and he just pushes his way past her. I am Duke. <laughs> I am Duke. I go Hear into shower. <laughs> yes. He goes in and he says that he wants a waistcoat. And she's like, well, you've come to a dressmaking shop. So sorry. And he we goes, do fine. This. Fine. I want a, a dress for a woman roughly my size. And <laughs> I want it now. <laughs> yeah. And so she says that he has to be measured for it. And... Uh, he jumps atop the stool and does this little ta-da move, yeah. which I really found adorable in my mind's eye. And yeah. uh, she gets to measuring him. Yeah. She's like, if you want a gown. And he's like, no, I don't want a gown. And she's like, okay, if your very ugly Duke-sized friend wants a gown, <laughs> I need measurements. Yep. She says, I need your sleeve. I need your torso, your hem. She arched an eyebrow, bosom. <laughs> she thinks he's going to like be like, fuck it, I'm out of here. But then he doesn't. Yeah. She measures him sexually. Sex- yeah. So let's see. as that happens, he's like, so I made you an offer yesterday. Do you want to accept it? Right. How do you feel about that now? And she's like, this, that wasn't an offer. That wasn't a thing. So he he's like, it was an honest offer. I intend to marry you. I would like to make you a duchess. And she's like, get out of here. Stop laughing at me. <laughs> right. 
I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to leave. And he's like, okay, well get into my carriage. I will drive you home. And she's like, I, I like blocks away. I want to walk. Like, yeah. And he's right, like, my feet oh, that's are even, even better. closer. Yeah. yeah. So he walks with her and she's very cold and shivery and she's like so absent on, on this walk home because she's so distracted because she doesn't know what's going on. She leads them into like a very dangerous park sort of situation. Oh, that's know. after that's after, after she almost park. walks into an apple cart and he has to catch her and then they almost Oh yeah, kiss. I forgot about that. And yeah, then they keep very going. Mm-hmm. He makes such romantic gestures to her on this walk as you are a healthy woman of childbearing <laughs> age. You are a gentleman's daughter. You are educated. You are passably pretty. Not that and that's a concern for me, right. but a child should have at least one non-hideous parent. And you're here. All my requirements are met. You'll do. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably the most unfeeling proposal she could imagine, which is true. So anyway, they end up in this park that's dangerous. And he's like, this is a dangerous park. And then like, as if just to prove his point, these men appear out of nowhere and they're like, give me all your jewels and stuff. So he's like, yeah, and like jumps into protective mode. Oh, wait, mode. wait, wait, wait. Sorry, yes. I have to say one thing. After um, after he says all of that, my my thing is uh, she was thinking to herself, the man was cynical, insensitive, condescending, rude, and she was definitely <laughs> going to marry him. Because <laughs> right, so how happy. could she not? Like she's kind of putting up a fight for her pride, but like she's a seamstress. Like she's going to yeah. be a duchess. There's no, right. you know, she's got to do this. Yeah. So, so then anyway, so really, these guys appear. Yeah. And, and I love that part because his inner monologue is totally fine. He's just like, get on with it. Tell me that you want my shit and I'll tell you that uh, you you can go get stuffed. And then the moment that they attack Emma's honor, he's just like, nope. And you that's when he's <laughs> that's swinging when he his gets all protective. Yeah. So <sighs> he's like uh, starting to beat them up. And then the wind blows his hat off and they mm-hmm. see his scars and they're like, ah, this is the devil. And they run and away. And they run away. And it says something. I don't remember what the, oh, it was no victory had ever been so hollow. Yeah. It's very sad. So they ran away from his scars. He looks next to him and he sees that she's not there either. And he's like, oh, she's run away as well. Great. I'm ugly and scarred and I'm going to be alone forever. And then he turns and he sees that she had run she's, back to get a tree branch. brandishing <laughs> a tree branch. <laughs> and she's, him. yep, she's going to back his ass up. He's warmed and, and oh. he's like, she was going to protect me, me, the devil, you know, my twisted face and scars. Very, very sweet. So he's like, wait a minute, don't even go home because we're going to get married. So you're going to go to a hotel. Uh, you can go home and collect your things. And he's like, you know what? Don't collect your things. I, I don't want your moldy potatoes. Yeah. Just, go to the, <laughs> just go to the hotel and I'll send a carriage for you tomorrow. And she's trying to figure out something to get her like pride together. Like she has to have some demand in this, uh, this union, like something has to be like hers. Well, and, and so not to like, mention, not to mention that looking forward to a a life with a man who says you're here you'll mm-hmm. do like she'd like something to be able to i don't know snuggle at night or yeah. care for so yeah. she looks at him and she's like i have to be able to bring my cat <laughs> and he's like oh for um for a bride of convenience you're becoming most inconvenient or something right. like that and her inner monologue is she didn't even have a cat <laughs> <laughs> emma you idiot you don't even have a cat <laughs> So now not only does she have to go to this hotel and, like, wait for his carriage, she also has to find a cat on the way. <laughs> it's great. 
Oh, it's so good. So then we jump straight to the wedding. Yeah. I mean, she she appears with the cat the oh, next yeah. morning. Mm, I love it's this. It's just like the most dumpstery dumpster cat that's ever lived. And well, it's and mean. it's obviously malnourished. It's like yeah. <laughs> the bitch has got mange. Like, I don't know what's happening with it. And so they're staring at each other. And he obviously doesn't like the Duke either. But he looks at Emma and he's like, what's its name? And she is like, hmm? Like, obviously pulled from a thought. And he goes, what's its name? And she goes, breeches. <laughs> so the cat is nearby. she was looking at his breeches and how he filled out. Oh, she was looking at his peen. His breeches. We don't know that yet. She told We don't know that yet. Yeah. Spoiler alert, Aaron, honestly. Um, and then he's like, she's like, I can't let him go or he'll run away and we'll never find him in this huge duke house. Yeah. And he's like, well, you can't hold a cat during our wedding. And she's like, yeah, I can. And then I think it bites her or something. She drops it and just like it goes off in a streak. And then she's like, well, we'll never see that again. Uh, and he's goodbye, like, cat. one can only hope. Yeah. <laughs> So then they go into get married and she's like, well, if you want me to sign all these documents, then I'm going to need a minute. And so he goes to the other side of the room and she starts reading them. And he's like, what are you doing? Because he's very nervous as well. Mm -hmm. He wants to get this over with before she comes to her senses in his mind. And Mm -hmm. she's like, well, I don't I don't sign anything. I don't read. Do you? He's like, you literally have nothing to lose. Like, yeah, (laughs) he's like, yeah. She's like, well, he had a good point, but I will still read everything I sign. <laughs> and so then she she bonds. I love her so much. She bonds with Khan the butler. Um, mm. He's like, FYI, we're really pulling for you. You're yeah. either going to be the making of him or he's going to be the breaking of you. And like, we're all here with you. We're all ready yeah. to support we're you. We're rooting for you. Yeah. And she's like, do you have any advice for me? Like, how, mm. how do I, you know, and he's like. Uh, I suppose it's too late to run away, uh, so maybe drinking heavily would be. Right. <laughs> She's, like, oh, shit. She's like, oh, great, everyone. Still signs the paper, still gets up, and they marry. Two servants sign as witnesses because he has no friends. Yeah. And, and also then, their, oh. oh, well, before that, their agreement is basically. No, 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 they haven't made the agreement oh, yet. Oh, they haven't talked about it yet? Mm-mm. They're but about to make the agreement. Did he say no kissing before no, the wedding? No, not yet. No. Okay. 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 Sorry, sorry, sorry. So the marriage is over and he says there's there's going to be a few rules in this. Oh, she says, I want to have dinner nightly. That's after. No. Mm-mm. She's like, if we're going to have the, is it? Let's have an all out fight here on the podcast. This is the <laughs> hill I will die on. I don't know. I honestly don't. I think it's after. But like, I thought it, I thought the, it doesn't matter. I thought he did his rules and then she was like, okay, your rules are noted. Here are mine. I thought it was how it oh, went. Oh yeah. But. I think, no, you're totally right. You're totally right. Good. Because um, I died on that hill for you, this. You, so. you didn't. You didn't die. <laughs> you made it out alive on that one. Oh yeah. That's how that uh, That's how that works. works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> So I'm really glad that you're an army lawyer and not an army strategist. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> you, I don't know. You don't you're know right. I don't know how things are worked. There are so many acronyms I could never keep up. Okay. So <laughs> so he says, here's the way this is going to work. No kissing. No affection. We're married at night, basically only. I will come to your bed nightly. You will permit me. And as soon as you're with child. And no lights. Oh, and no, no lights. lights when we yeah. do the sex. Right. He, oh, he, he describes it as it will be as dignified as it possibly can be, which sounds like the worst sex mm-hmm. in the world. And quick. And quick. Oh, He's oh, like, yeah. also, I haven't had sex in two years, so I can at least promise you it will be very quick. Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and he's like, and as soon as you're with child, we're done. 
you go off to the country house to raise the kid and we're good to go. Um, and so she's like, fine, I have a rule of my own then. I will I will acquiesce to all of those, but I want dinner nightly. And then and he's like, fine, we can have dinner. And then she says, and I want a kiss. And he's like, woman, didn't you just hear me say no kissing? And she's like, no, I want a kiss for my wedding because mm-hmm. that's what I want. I didn't get a wedding in any other way that I imagined. I would like a kiss to seal the deal. And so she's like, you don't even have to kiss me here. I'll just lean up into you and I'll kiss you. And he goes, no, no, <laughs> the bride does not kiss the Duke. The Duke kisses the bride. It's a different thing entirely. Oh, so she closes her eyes and waits for him. Oh, and, and she it takes thinks, him. Yeah, yeah she, she almost changed his mind. She says, um, oh, yeah, get it. Get uh, it. Uh, okay. She was on the verge of opening her eyes and slinking from the room and constructing a fortification of pillows, novels, and kittens in which to hide for the remainder of her life when his hands cupped her face, rough and possessive. Just when she was certain she'd combust from the cruel suspense of it all, his lips touched hers. Something inside her came apart, that hidden pocket of yearning that she'd sewn up tight years ago. His kiss ripped it open at the seams. A flood of emotion poured forth, overwhelming her, a surge of passion and desire, and... And something else, something, are you fanning yourself? Mm-hmm. <laughs> something she didn't want to acknowledge, much less name. She'd pour over it later, more doubt, but her mind wouldn't allow her to let it alone. And then it switches to... And it switches to him. Him. And, and he he's says, got the same... Oh, man, it's so good. But he says, um, I'm just going to read a tiny part of it. The kiss unfurled tendrils of madness in his brain. Everything was wrong. Everything was right. Everything was possible. So good. So good. Oh, hey, HBs. I don't know if you've heard, but we have a Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you get over 150 bonus episodes, most of which include Aaron, videos of regular episodes, author hangouts, and so much more. Do you want to hear Aaron and I recap every single episode of Crash Landing on You? What about a little film called Psycho Stripper? Do you want more recaps of ridiculous Thanksgiving and other holiday books and movies? And how do you feel about Naima Simone and I recapping amazing reality TV? All of that and more is on the Patreon. There's so much content at your fingertips as soon as you sign up. Seriously, hours and hours. Anyway, it's patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast if you want to check it out. And of course, that link is in the show notes. Keep being a badass. And during the wedding, so he's got one half of his face is super scarred up. The other half is very handsome. And she keeps looking at him and staring at him and then realizing that he thinks that she's staring at him because his face is all mangled. But she's really just like kind of drawn to him and wants to see what he looks yeah. like. But every time she tries to like take well, in so, his So she face, does the very natural thing in early flirtation where you look at someone and you're not sure like if you're allowed that like close intimacy. And so when they look right. at you, you avert your eyes. But in his case, psychologically, he can only think of one reason she would avert her eyes so quickly when right. he caught or her. Stare. Like she yes. either averts her eyes or like blatantly stares at him. Yes. And, <laughs> and it's a no-win situation from his perspective, you right. know? So 
After everything, Emma is shown to her room where she meets Mary, her lady's maid, who is adorable. And then she really learns that the staff is all pulling for her to the point that Mary is like talking about how all of their fortunes are tied up with the Duke falling in love with her um, because he's been in such bad temper since his injury and all of that. Like he doesn't have any friends. He doesn't go out. He lives in the house. He is he is basically like if Bruce Wayne only had the Batcave. <laughs> like he doesn't right. he has no other alter ego. So Well, he does, but it's even worse. But it's even <laughs> like, worse, right? He has we'll the learn that later. Lives in the house, but he doesn't yeah. have like a, a daytime alter ego. Yeah. And Mary also notes that uh, Emma is so much better than the previous uh, oh, betrothed. Yeah. She's like, listen, there's there's like nothing you could do to be worse than the last lady totally. that was here and was engaged to him. So like, you're good. And boy, is she right. Yes. Well, and, and didn't we already meet her at the dressmaking shop? Maybe not yet. No. Doesn't matter. Okay. Did not matter. Fair. So, um, okay. So then she goes down to but dinner. Emma has, and Emma didn't like her when she did her dress. But yeah. we didn't meet her. If that yeah, that's sense. true. Okay. Okay. So she goes down to dinner and the, her their place settings are at the far yeah. ends of like a 30 foot table or something ridiculous. Something very dukely. This is like uh, a kind not of a tired cool. gag, but I was still down it is. for it. Oh no, I was totally down for it. So then he mishears something she says and she's like, well, this is stupid. And she pulls up her bowl and she marches down to the end of the table and he's like, really? And she's like, yes, actually. Dinner, if you recall, involved conversation. So they go back and forth about like how English people speak about the weather and dumb things. And then she starts a nickname bit because she's like, what do I call you now that you're my husband? And he's like, you may call me Ashbury or Duke. And she's like, that's <laughs> that's stupid. I can't do that. Like, that's not an intimacy. That's what everyone calls you. Right. And they go through the whole thing. There's nothing like appropriate from his actual name. And so then she starts with dear husband, sweeting and heart. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And he hates it, which I love. And then the cat jumps on the table and grabs one of their mackerel or something. And he's like, all right, this is over. And he throws his napkin <laughs> and leaves. <laughs> so yeah. then he goes to her room. She mm-hmm. makes herself ready, as all England what Times people mean? do. What does it mean? <laughs> I don't know, but she was ready because okay, Emma listen. is our girl. Tessa. Yeah. I think that she's listening because she got deep in our Instagram comments last week. I would die. I would literally (laughs) die. I know, but I think it's like maybe a 30% chance that she's listening to this. I don't know. We're pretty far in. But I'm so starstruck if that's true. Like her brain is incredible. She's so so good. Tessa, do. Hi, Tessa. If you're listening or if anyone else listening knows. What does it mean? What does it mean to make yourself ready? Is it just taking off the clothes? Is it rubbing no, of it's oils? Not. Because remember, in this time, she doesn't get undressed because later on, she's like, I would have gotten undressed, but I thought you'd want to undress me because she's so cute. Mm, because, yeah, because she wants <sighs> it to be romantic because she likes yeah. him. Yeah. Anyway, let us let know. Let us know. Tweet at us. <laughs> Send us an email. We are not shitting you about this. <laughs> we we are not know. fucking around. <laughs> we want to know what making ready means in England times. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. And then pre-podcast, I will make myself ready for you, Melody, if you like. Oh, get it. When oh. I find out what it means. <laughs> All right. We'll wash right, your vaginas so for each other and then get room. on the FaceTime. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
still convinced that's Wait, what it you means. Don't <laughs> I think, well, I uh, thought it might also mean, like, lubing up with the oils, too. I thought it was possible maybe. that to get. I don't maybe. know. I don't know. I don't know. Our imaginations are running wild, and we need to be put to rest. <laughs> okay. The other thing is, I'm sorry, I'm still Go. on this. Um, yeah. I feel like, do they know? Do the women know? No. Because like, they the women don't even know what sex is. Like, listen back to the Duke and I. She was like, what goes into where? Like when they say make yourself ready, like I, I'm like, like she I said, even know what sex is. Yeah, if I had the amount of knowledge that Duke and I, lady, had, and I was told to make myself ready, I would just sit there terrified for thirty minutes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, I'd be like, what do I have to do? I would brush my hair neurotically. Like it would be bad. Mm-hmm. It would be bad. I'd probably put on like three times too much perfume. I would do all the things that would make me a wildebeest. <laughs> instead of a blushing glorious bride like it would be so bad okay all right so he walks in and he turns out all the candles candles, and then he trips all over the place trying to get to the bed because he i don't know snuffed off all the candles and turned out the fire like made the fire yeah he he had a word for this that was a very he banked it no it's regular word for people who have fires we don't do that in alaska we just (laughs) always you only you only sort of do that with a fireplace you bank it so that it doesn't, so that it like logs don't fall down, I think is what it is. Like in a, oh. in a wood stove, you don't have to do anything. Like banking, uh. if anything, before you go to bed, you load that shit up with wood and then bounce. Right. But banking a fire, I think, is like making sure that things are flat. I could be wrong. Write us a letter. Tell us. Yeah. Anyway. Let me know. Okay. okay. But he does that. So it's like completely dark in the room and it's cold now because he made the fire go up. Mm-hmm. And so he's trying to make his way over to the bed, finally gets there after like tripping a couple of times and stubbing his toe and gets up next to her. So he he moves his hand from he finds her foot and then up her calf. And he's like, that's really it's thicker than I thought it would be. She's got a meaty calf, you guys. She's got I a love meaty, a girl with a meaty calf. Me too. I am a girl with a meaty calf. So. You know what? I'm just a girl with kinkles. So... <laughs> I just have, I tried in the early stages of my dating Michael, I tried to convince him that I had dainty joints. And even Wait, in what like, does that even the, mean? well, like, you know how, how women are like, oh, she had such a, she had such a, a, a lovely dainty wrist. Like her, her bracelet sat so beautifully on her dainty wrist. And I was like, Michael, I have such, I am so delicate and I have so I many tried dainty to joints. You were a queen bird. <laughs> <laughs> do you and know he, about queen bird no tell me <laughs> don't know about it oh god i hope this doesn't come off as mean Uh-oh. so my friend and i sometimes play this game oh no um, it's from i think maybe college or high school it's called queen bird <laughs> okay whenever you're in a crowd particularly a bar you look around and you try to find the queen bird and I mean, I don't even know how we came up with this or if it's from a TV show or like, I don't know where it came from. I think it's just our weird brains. But here are the um, qualifications of the queen bird. Tell me. Um, The queen bird must have hollow bones. (laughs) (laughs) The queen bird Uh must be beaked. And the queen bird must have plumage. Okay, how does this actually work on a human form? Well, so, like, that's that's what's fun about so the it. the hollow argue. bone is like, oh, okay. My because brain is, the hollow bone is like, she's very thin. 
So she yeah. can't hold a lot of weight on her hollow it's like bones. Waif, it's waif-like, like, yeah, you know, yeah, the okay. wind could blow her away. But you could also argue <laughs> that, like, a hollow-boned person is, like, you know, a, a fragile, like, a creaky sort of person. Mm. You know, the beak is the same thing. Like, logically, it would be somebody with a very sharp-looking nose. But maybe the person is wearing a jewelry or an oh. outfit that you're like, well, that's a beak right there. <laughs> like, you can, you know, beaks have been very pointy shoes before. You know, you can, oh you can kind of... <laughs> hairstyles you know okay and then plumage is the same it could be like a, yeah. a, a particularly loud outfit or hairstyle mm-hmm. um you know you can argue about what what plumage there is the so. queen bird doesn't have to caw no not necessarily <laughs> but you could use that does she do a mating dance <laughs> you could use it, you could use it. <laughs> i'm excited for this game i hope that doesn't sound bad it sounds like we're just tearing down but it's it's just a fun game i'm not trying to like no no it's like your team ladies and the yeah all right so wait, wait wait but my point was even in like the early stages even in the euphoria that is dating early on in the your poop must smell like roses stage he he looked at me and he was like, Melody, there is nothing dainty about you <laughs> or something no. like that. It wasn't that, but it was like, you do not. Yeah, yeah. So I just have um, I just have really sturdy ankles, which has, has gone to my benefit a lot of times. Anyway, we were talking about this almost bed scene. All right. Honestly. I just did a Google for Queen Bird and it does not come <laughs> up anywhere. So <laughs> this is apparently from the minds of me oh, and boy. us. Okay. All right. All right. So he finds out that she has five blankets on because she's right. been cold. Because he and, put out the fire. Yeah. And as he's um, as he's like trying to take it off, he's like, good God, woman. And she's like, don't worry. I'll, I'll do the last one. And she pushes it off. And he says that she wriggled in like the best way. <sighs> and he's so excited. Mm-hmm. And then he realizes that he forgot his England Times lube. And so... <laughs> He decides. <laughs> England time so oil lube. Yeah. So he's like, well, I got to get her ready somehow. And this is the best turn of events for everyone involved because he starts just giving her a little manual stimulation that is most excellent. And she thinks so, too, to the point that she says she like whispers, please. And he promptly freaks out he's like oh i'm a monster i've pushed her too far i've done all the things like i'm scaring her i gotta go and he bounces he goes walking and she's like Mm -hmm. oh no like i did something wrong he doesn't like that i liked it i shouldn't show that i'm into it or something she's very Mm -hmm. confused so he goes walking and trying to walk off his raging heart on (laughs) And, and and probably rage and that's when we get our first peek into the monster of Mayfair, which will mm-hmm. come in later. He like chases off a boy who's doing a bad thing. And yeah, he goes around vigilante shit. style at night, beating mm-hmm. up people who beat up their wives or steal things or whatever. Much like Batman. Okay, I so I had such a Tessa hard time Dale with was, like, this. Looking at some Batman when she wrote this because you got like some Two Face stuff. You got some oh, nighttime yeah. vigilante. There's a lot of cloaks swirling around. In oh, this book. it's very Darkwing Duck, except better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a hard time with this though because between like it was sort of two-faced, but there was also a little bit of um like Deadpool in there for me, which mm. I really liked. Mm-hmm. Because oh, guys, this duke of my heart only curses in Shakespeare. <laughs> <sighs> 
So that really ticked my that, Deadpool box, and, and I, thought, I liked Melody's it. Melody's really going to like that. And then I looked at our notes. We share a Google Doc to make <laughs> notes about the plot so we don't get lost anymore. This is a new development, just so you it know. Is. So if you're like, man, four episodes ago, they were really scrambling. That's correct. <laughs> so we do this Google Doc now, and I put their names at the top of it. And so I was like, Emma Gladstone, Duke of Ashbury. And then Melody promptly added... He only curses in Shakespeare. And I'm like, that's something you don't even find out until like halfway through the book. No, it's one of his best characteristics. Apparently, it deserves to be right next to his name in the Google Doc. It All right. did. Okay. So then the next morning, Emma wakes and like writes a note to Davina. And then she starts writing a note to her father, a letter to her father. That's like, there's a lot of different iterations, but basically like, hey, you fucker. I'm doing well now, and a good man did want me, so and get out Duke. of here. And he's a duke also. He got so many monies. Mm-hmm. He's making it rain all yeah. over my ruined person. She's kind of alluded to it. Should we just say what happened to her? I think yeah, we let's. Say. Well, okay. I was gonna, I was gonna save it until they, like, you know, until they actually. Till okay, they... that's fine. But her dad was a monster. Like he, she keeps oh. alluding to the fact that her dad turned her out at some. point. Well, and she's time. been on her own for the past six years. A gentleman's yeah, daughter a has seamstress. been on her own um, since she was sixteen. Not right. cool. Okay, so badminton. Well, but no, but I love this part because um, okay. because of last night. She's like wondering if he actually wants her because she writes in the letter like and and a good man wants me and then she's like but does he because like yeah. as soon as I showed I was into it he left like he might just be doing his duty of course he's not and she thought maybe like she but. showed that she was into it and he was like you harlot like yes you, need you to jezebel not be so harlotty sexy. and jezebel yeah yeah you sluts mcgee strumpet strumpet it's strumpet. my favorite word i love it <laughs> oh yeah because um her father told her that no decent man will ever have her and i want right. to punch everyone in the face okay so she goes exploring and she hears grunting and uh I was red herringed right out of there. You were? I didn't fall for the bait, but I was like, what is happening in there? <laughs> um, there's like grunting. And then um, Ash says to Khan that it's his turn to receive. And she walks in and they're playing badminton. And it's mm-hmm. super cute. Which was not a game it, at the time. Yes. Did you read her note? I did read that. I loved it. <laughs> she was like, hey, guys, I know. Don't send me letters about how badminton wasn't a thing. I just knew that you wouldn't know what I was talking about unless I said it. Yeah. And it was very smart. Good job. Good job, Tessa Dare. They're playing badminton so that he can exercise his bad shoulder. Yeah. Because he has to keep his his skin stretched out. Otherwise, otherwise he'll lose all movement. And Khan is like, I am the butler. (laughs) This is not normal butlery duties. Yeah. And it turns out he makes him do all kinds of stuff. Like he oh makes him badminton. He makes him like box with him. He makes him play fencing. cricket. Fencing. He makes him waltz. <laughs> waltz <with laughs> he him. tried to waltz with him once. It's yeah. so cute. So Khan gives her his racket and runs the hell away. And he mouths the word save me. And this begins this adorable segment between them. She says that they're going to play. And if she wins, he's going to give her a modicum of respect she goes how much is a modicum anyway somewhere between a sousson and a wit i imagine (laughs) then i want an ounce an ounce two ounces actually no i should like a full pint of respect he shook his head now you're just being greedy (laughs) (laughs) like the banter in this is so good what so, I like is she's playing to win, but like she to get her respect or whatever. She's like real bad at badminton. She's like she's, she's probably never played. 
Yeah, but you know, in these books, a lot of times they just come out of nowhere and they're oh, like totally. real good at stuff. Like, like, uh, what's her face? And, and yeah. Jane was like real good at darts, which was fine. Mm-hmm. I liked that Jane was good yeah. at darts, but it was kind of nice to have her like just be like, fuck. <laughs> right. Real bad totally. So then, and he's like, okay, if I win, you have to leave me alone all day, like during mm-hmm. the day. You have to stick to the agreement. She's like, rah, 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 fine. And they play, mm-hmm. and as they play, they banter more. She starts with more nicknames, and he's like, you won't do that. And then they start going back and forth about how much they've been through. Mm-hmm. She's like, I got thrown out when I was 16, and I've been on my own. And he's like, well, I got a, I had a mortar hit me, and I was near death for about a year, mm-hmm. and like, blah. Oh, God, I loved it. And then finally, she calls him Lambkin. Oh, he shows her how to serve. Mm-hmm. And then... She calls him Lambkin and he chases her and lifts her over his shoulder and they like play, but he's in pain. And so she's like, you are in pain. Don't lie to me. And he's like, no, it's none of your concern. She's like, I am your wife. That is my job. My job is to be concerned about you. My job is to care. And it's like breaking his heart. He's like, you can't do this to me. I mean, he's saying this to himself. He's like, you can't. Ah, this is killing me. And then Khan mm-hmm. breaks in. And it's like, your solicitor's here. Oh, not before he teaches her how to serve, Melody. I told you that. Oh, sorry. I, I said I, that. I was, I was reading for quotes here. Sorry. I apologize. Oh, good. Okay, so he yeah. leaves. So then that night, uh-huh. she is impatient for his touch. Mm-hmm. And his first words upon entering, which I love, are, tonight it will be all business. In, <laughs> out, done. And she's like, she never thought that this like gruff treatment would do it for her, but she is into it. (laughs) She's kind of about it, which I like. Yeah, I loved it. So he pulls back the cover and she's naked and he's like, good God, why are you naked? And she's like, why would I not be naked? Like, I thought you wanted to undress me, which is the only reason I was wearing clothes. Like, I thought that was making myself ready. Right. All right. (laughs) What do you want, man? (laughs) (laughs) Really, though, what does he want? So... (laughs) So he's just like, okay, fine, you're naked, great. And she gets up on her elbow and she's like, what am I doing wrong? Like, do you just want somebody to like lay there listlessly? And he essentially tells her yes. And my favorite is that she goes, she goes, very well, I'll try. Uh (laughs) Because it would be hard for the best of us if we're really enjoying ourselves Mm -hmm. just to just to lay back. And think of England. I want. I don't want to think about England at all at that point. <sighs> so then, even though he says that, as he starts touching her, uh-huh. she feels like he he doesn't think that that's the way it should be. And so he's touching her all over, and he starts talking to himself. He's like, "How are you here? How did I manage it?" And then he grabs her hair, and he's like, "This is lovely," and. Uh, Everyone is just swooning all over the place. And she can't stay still. Like, and she can't stay he still. Can. No, he's touching her all over. Oh, and so then she touches his chest because, you mm-hmm. know, she wants to be an active partner in this. And he mm-hmm. stiffens and she's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And he's like, we discussed this. Yeah. And so he shoots her down and then he's just like, all right, fine. Getting down to bit. Like he sort of comes back to himself and he's like, good. I have a thing to do. I came here whoa, to do whoa. a thing. Not oh. before he says, so she, he's like, we discussed this. And she's like, no, I'm sorry, I forgot. I just, when you touch me that way, you know, I, oh, yeah. and he's like, don't forget it again. He said in a low, thrilling voice, or I'll be forced to tie you to the bed. At oh, this yeah. suggestion, her intimate muscles fluttered. Is that meant to be a threat? Because I, 
I don't seem to find the idea entirely <laughs> objectionable. It's like, you don't? don't? She licked her bottom lip. Well, you're very good at this, apparently. And what with the dark, and it's all very shadowy and sensual, like one of those feverish dreams one has on a hot summer's night. <laughs> um, oh, this is something this. you dream about, being pawed by a hulking stranger in the dark. Emma squeaked out her tentative reply. Maybe? <laughs> Unbearable moments passed in silence. You are incredible, he said. <laughs> I love it. It's being pawed by a hulking man in the dark, and she's like, mm, I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's good times. And, oh, it's so good. And so then, then he's like, okay, fine. You know what? You're right. Like, let's get down to business. Mm-hmm. So he kneels in between her legs, but then just as like he puts his erection over her slickness, and she is all into it, mm-hmm. just as he's about to enter her, he stills. And she's like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Don't I'm stop. Good. Very, very fine. I am very, very fine. I'm good to go. And he's like, shh, we are not alone. Because he sees these two eyes off in the distance. <laughs> and then the cat attacks him. It's hilarious. Then he leaves again. And he goes mm-hmm. walking, probably to beat some fuckers up in order to assuage his, <laughs> his frustration. So then she meets up with Davina the next day, Davina the pregnant girl, and they make more plans about them both going to Swanley. She's hoping that she can be pregnant by Christmas so that she and Davina can go and be confined together because she finds out that she's not allowed to go anywhere at all until she's pregnant. She needs to stay at the house trying and trying and trying until she's pregnant. So they get dressed and go to dinner later. She finds out the staff are making more plans for them. She's like, do you find yourself clumsy? She's like, oh, Mary says this. And um, they're like, you know, we just don't know. Maybe you should trip and fall into his arms. You know, she's like trying to create these meat cutes, essentially. Maybe they would lock them in the attic for a while. How do we get them to fall in love? Otherwise, our employment is terrible. Like, he's got to get nicer. Yeah. And so then she goes down to dinner and he is not there. So she's looking around for him and he's sitting in front of a cold fireplace because the cat is hiding there. And she's like, what are you doing? He's like, I am going to trap this beast because nothing is getting in between us tonight. And she's like, "Uh like she is so charmed by this. And I don't blame her. He's been there for four hours, he says, (laughs) trying to get the cat to come out so she can trap it. Oh, my God. He puts it in a box with, like, air holes, but nothing else. And he's like, he'll be fine. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Not yet. Oh, I thought he did. No, because, no, well, she, he does. But um, as they're sitting there, she finds out about why he curses in only Shakespearean curses, because that's what his father told him to do. And he loves his father more than anything else. In fact, as he was going into his wedding ceremony, he thought to himself, like, turns out I am marrying for love. It's just not her love. It's the love of my father. It's the love of his legacy. It's the love of, you know, wanting to make sure I fulfill my duty. And then she alludes more to the boy, the man, the kid. She she talks more about her father turning her out. Yes. That situation, yeah. but doesn't reveal the whole thing. And then they catch the cat. He puts it in a box with air holes and a salmon sandwich because she goes and gets sandwiches for them and they have a little picnic in front of the fireplace to get this fucking cat and it's so cute. Uh-huh. And then after he catches the cat, he looks at her and he goes, all right, you have three minutes. She's like, what? Uh, For what? And he's like, well, I'm going to go upstairs and change my shirt and wash my hands and then I will be in 
your room. <laughs> I didn't think room was what we were going to say. In your vagina. <laughs> you know what? You got to keep people on their toes, Erin. I'm not always going to go blue. <laughs> so, um, so she turns and dashes up the stairs. It is so cute. Mm-hmm. They're both like itching to be together. So she runs up the stairs and as he comes into the room, he doesn't knock. He doesn't do anything. He just strides right into her room. She's like furiously trying to unbutton her clothes Mm -hmm. and he picks her up by the waist and tosses her onto the bed and all of my heart palpitations palpitated. And then she's like still trying to get her clothes off and he's like, don't bother. And then he gets up and he straddles her hips and he rips Mm -hmm. her bodice down and the seamstress in her, God bless her. She thinks, oh, God, I can mend it tomorrow. <laughs> and, she, <laughs> and she's like thinking about the um, the thread she'll use. And then he starts kneading her bosom, not like dough at all. <laughs> and <laughs> and then I love this because he goes, you like this. And she kind of can't handle herself. And she's like, yes. And he's like, good. I just want to make sure before I do this. And then he gets down and he licks her. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I thought you had rules. And he goes, it's not kissing. It's licking and sucking. And then more things happen. <sighs> and, uh, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, that passage I read might have been from this night. But both nights were great. Oh, all the nights. All of them yeah. were really, really good. Every time we saw something, it was excellent. <laughs> oh, and, oh, wait. So then huh, she tries to touch him again. Mm-hmm. And he... Yeah, yeah. This that's is where this he night. threatens I'm to sorry, tear I just the bed. I just hadn't highlighted much from the night before, and so it kind of bled into this night. I apologize. Fair. I don't care. It's fine. I mean, it does really heighten it since he's been all up on her titties. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. And so he calls her incredible, like you heard. Mm-hmm. And then he goes down and he touches her a little bit, and then she felt his tongue there. Mm-hmm. She says. <laughs> And it was excellent. And and then the perspective shifts seamlessly. It does this throughout the book. Mm-hmm. Um, it did this in the kiss. It goes from her perspective and then it immediately shifts to his and it's perfect. Same here. And I love his commentary here. I think I have it. Yeah. So his commentary here about uh, like bringing a woman to orgasm. He goes, bringing a woman to orgasm had always been a particular pleasure for him. With most women he'd known, even if no deep affection was involved, a climax required a bit more than a skilled tongue and fingers. It took closeness, trust, intimacy. Feeling a woman come beneath his hand, his mouth, his body, well, it made him feel like king of the planet, of course, but it also made him feel connected, human. Now he was a monster. What woman would allow this scarred, repulsive face between her thighs? Emma would, apparently. Whether that labeled her a lunatic or a fool, he would decide later. She was likely both He'd convinced her to marry him after all. <sighs> and I just love it because it's, first of all, it's so true. There has to be something unless you're really working at it. I don't know. But I just love the commentary and I love I love the thought it shows 
from him. You know what I mean? Especially for like an England Times chap. <sighs> it was just so good. The sex scene in here was so good. The next thing yeah. that happens is he goes out again uh, doing some vigilante stuff. Yeah, except now he's just like skipping in the town. Uh-huh. He's just doing Can't a job. to find somebody to beat up. <laughs> um, I don't even know if he wants to beat anybody up here. Yeah, he's just going know. for a goddamn walk this time. And he runs into Tom. <laughs> Tom. Tom is so cute. So he's like an 11-year-old boy. And he's just like, hey, oi. <laughs> You're, right. you're the monster of Mayfair. And he's like, no, I am not. Just, <laughs> of course like, not. No, you, you definitely are. Like, you, you're definitely fearsome and ugly, just like the paper said. You got your hat. Mm-hmm. You got your cloak. And he's just like, get out of here. And he's like, following him. He's like, well, where are we going tonight? What's going on? And he's yeah. like, I, I just want to. There is no we. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to live my life. And the kid's like, I want to see you beat up somebody who like really yeah. deserves it. Yeah. Should we find like a bad dude? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he just takes his cane and pushes it on the boy's chest and like topples him over backwards. And he's like, pushes there, him over. you got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now you've witnessed it. Okay, and also my note here in my Kindle is why is that boy out so late? Because I am a mom now, apparently. He's got good parents who let him do the things he needs to do. I'm sorry, in England times England? No. This is the case. He's making good friends. People are. Oh, I'm sorry. They let him run around at night. And you know what he gets to do? He meets a duke. He's probably going to give him some kind of like a, I don't know, house. Listen, it's probably going to be fine. Uh, Yeah. This kid. Oh, boy. All right. So then next day, Emma goes to tea. She finds friends. A friend. Across the, the the square, I don't know, messages her, sends her, messages her. <laughs> oh, my God. She texts her, hey, girl. She texts her, we've seen you from across the I know. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? So, just in the middle so of this good. thing is a text. <laughs> oh, my God. So I, a woman just told me this story. She was writing a note and uh, her eight-year-old was asking her about it. He's like, oh, is that a text? And she was like, no, it's a note. And then she went out to get the mail and he goes, oh, mom. Is that how you used to get your email? <laughs> so good. There was a great video on the internet. And I know there's a lot of these like clickbait videos like millennials yeah. trying to figure out blah, blah, blah. But there is oh. actually a really good one where kids try to <laughs> tell you what a payphone is. Or like you try to tell them. Like basically like 10 year old children see a payphone and they're like, what's it for? And you're like, well, if you need to make a call and, you know, you're out and about. And they're like, but you'd have your phone. And they're like, well, say your phone is dead. And like, but then you just use somebody else's <laughs> phone. Like, they just don't understand, like, why they would ever, ever use one of mm-hmm. these. Anyway. Yeah. So during this tea, they come up with more nicknames, which is super cute. Okay, and they, like, wait, 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 instantly these, become these friends. These friends are great. So they got three friends. Oh, one yeah. is a baker. Excellent one is side a, characters. Uh, 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 a clock maker. Time setter. Clock mistress. <laughs> 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 she's a time wizard oh, so when no. i was in dc my friend andy uh-huh. and i andy <laughs> listens to the podcast hey andy <laughs> he'll remember <laughs> we went to this tour andy had put us on a list to go to this tour that was at the uh wolf the there's telescopes i don't know i the national astronomy something something okay place and like they set the time there. It's like, I forget the vice president's house is there too. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't, I was not prepared for this story. So anyway, we go on this <laughs> tour and like part of what they do there is they set like the accurate time from this place. They've also got like a big telescope and stuff. And there was like a weird motley crew of people that were there that night for this weird tour we were on. 
and this man was like, I'm just here for the time. And we were like, <laughs> okay. And he was wearing a shirt that had like clocks all over it. <laughs> so they had a lot of cool clocks there. So I was like, oh, so are you like a clock enthusiast? And he was like, a time enthusiast. A time <laughs> enthusiast. <laughs> and we just, <laughs> <laughs> Andy and I just could not stop laughing at that weird, like, the time child. Like, we couldn't. <laughs> time. Anyway, so she's a time enthusiast, like this guy. He had said that he has, like, is. 20 clocks in his house that were set, like, perfectly to Greenwich time. And I'm like, that's this lady. It is. Yeah, Alexandra. So she's a time wizard. And then Penny oh, is she's an animal a, person. Yeah, she's basically, if if ladies were allowed to be veterinarians and if those existed in England times, that's what she would be. They're barely even allowed to be vegetarians. Yeah, yeah. She's also a vegetarian, which we'll get to later. It's so cute. So they come up with more nicknames I and hope, they're best friends. I mean, this is the first book in a series. The other three are going to be about these ladies, right? I surely hope so. And if not, Tessa, if you're listening, hi. Huh? Hi, if you're listening. I wouldn't hate at least a novella right. about each of yeah, these ladies. Right? But it's got to be. That would Otherwise, what's the I point of this, so. right? I hope so. I love them. Well, and one of them meets a man right, in exactly. a weird way. Yeah. yeah. The time okay. child. Time lords. Yeah, she Al- Alexandra can't can't hold her shit together when she's yeah, that's talking to someone. Yeah, Hey, HBs. I started an Etsy store. Did you know? Right now, it's full of all the St. Vincent items you need. Because St. Vincent is thoughtful and cozy all year round. We've got a book sleeve to keep your books, planners, e-readers, or really anything else safe when you're on the go. The inside is fuzzy and they feel so incredibly lush in your hands. I went round and round with the manufacturers to make sure I had just the right thickness. Those feature art of St. Vincent and Evie during their carriage adventure that was painted by the amazing Mayara Faraz on one side, and then I created a St. Vincent Would Always wreath on the other side that has a bunch of little Easter egg items in it. There's a St. Vincent Would Always warm brick enamel pin. It's like, you know, if you know, you know. I designed a special edition marriage of convenience candle that is specific to Devil in Winter with the help of HB Jen at Post Pouring Company. It combines dark amber for St. Vincent and rosewood for Evie. And it smells so delicious. It's hard to even wrap my brain around. So if you want to treat yourself or be the St. Vincent you want to see in the world by getting a care package for a friend, check out our Etsy store. The link is in the show notes. Okay, okay, so they meet or whatever. And then back at the house, Ash hears like these big kerplops and bams, and she's taking down the curtains in one of the rooms because he's got the whole house just like basically boarded up. And there's great banter about him looking up her skirt because she's just standing on a a ladder. And he's like, somebody needs to be holding this ladder. We have servants for this. Why are you taking down curtains? And she (laughs) wants to make a dress out of the curtains. He's like, you're a duchess. You don't sew your own dresses. We order dresses. You don't take down your own curtains. Like, stop doing this. And yeah, it's 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 really cute. cute. And so he grabs her hand and he's like, there will be no more calluses, essentially. And she calls it caring. And he says... He's not a dictionary, but it's certainly not that. <laughs> and she says, yeah. um, she says, no, you are very much a man. <sighs> and and everyone loved it. So then they go out to her cottage. Oh, and, and then they hold hands. No, no, no. Sorry. Do not skip I'm over sorry. when they held 
hands. Yes. It was Sorry. so cute. Oh, it was good in the early morning light streaming in through the oh. window because she's so the wisps the of her hair curtains down. She said that it needed to be lighter in there. She can't he can't always be in the darkness. And he's mm. like, Yeah, I can. And they hold hands and they lock eyes. And he's like, this is so dangerous. We shouldn't be doing this because we've got to part ways as soon as you get knocked up. And she's like. And she's like, yes, precautions. <gasps> and then they part. Okay. And then they go to Swanley. Swanley. <laughs> so they go and they get marooned by their driver. Yeah. So they go out there so that she can write down all the improvements that need to be made because there's no furniture, there's no linens, there's, there's nothing. nothing in this house. It's there's no wood house. in this house. Yeah, no wood. There's no nothing. nothing. So she writes down all her improvements. They go to the carriage and the carriage is gone. And she's like, oh, no. The servants got us. Yeah. Yep. They're not going to be back till the morning because they want us to. Yeah. And I love this because she like refuses to huddle for warmth with him because she's just like, no, that's what they want. They want us to And he's huddle. like, and he's a little bit like, oh, really now? And she's like, no, I don't object to you. I object on principle. But long story short, they huddle uh-huh. everyone. Because she starts shivering. She starts shivering uncontrollably. I can't make the long story short because this is when I fell in love with the Duke. <gasps> oh, tell me all about it. The story about the Mad Duchess. No! I love that too. She hears oh this God. like scraping noise. So it's pitch dark because there's no candles. There's no anything in this house to keep them warm or lit. And so they're in pitch dark and there's this like scraping noise upstairs. And she's all like, did you hear that? And mm-hmm. um, he's like, oh, yeah, that. Uh, that's the resident ghost. It's a haunted house. That's the Mad Duchess. And she's like, the Mad Duchess? And he's like, oh, yeah, every country house has a has a ghost. And then he made his voice mysterious. I'm sorry, I'm going to read it. Please, I'm biting my fingernail over here. I love it. The story is that my great-grandfather took a wife, a bride of convenience, for the purposes uh. of siring an heir. She was pretty enough, but he began to regret the match soon after the honeymoon. Why, she asked, a hundred reasons. <laughs> She tore down the curtains. She conspired with the servants. She called him ridiculous names. Worse, she had a demon consort that assumed the form of a cat. Oh, really? Yes, really. She sounds terrible. Indeed. She was so much trouble that he locked her in a cupboard upstairs and kept her there for years. Years? That seems extreme. Extreme is what she deserved. She'd driven him mad. (laughs) <laughs> and he'd meant to return the favor, locked her up, tossed her a crust or a dampened sponge from time to time. And on cold <laughs> nights, you can still hear her scratching and clawing to get out. <laughs> it was so good. And she's like, you're a cruel and horrid man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It is really good. And you know what? This should be when you fall in love with him, because this is basically David running <laughs> Rue's social media account. <laughs> This is David doing everything David does. Like, you think Rue's social media account is the beginning and end? No. This is constant. This is my life. Yeah. I love it so much. You know, he hides constantly in the house. I've told you this, right? Oh, my God. It's just like a constant thing. Anytime where his car is in the driveway and I I don't have eyes on him, he's hiding. And he's going to jump out at me. It's like a constant thing. He will wait. Okay, I would hate that. I almost punched my foreign exchange student in the face. Like I, I nearly. I, I mean, I did. That story related or just? I just. Yeah, she jumped out at me, and she never did it again because I just reflectively punched her in the face. I'm sorry, Lun. I'm glad that I didn't break your nose. He will hide under the bed for like an hour. to like commit to this and one time I was home and his car was in the driveway and I knew he was hiding and I was skulking around the house and I'm like I know you're hiding you know 
<laughs> this is bullshit. And like I look in every like every uh, closet and under everything, and I I went into the backyard, I went everywhere, and I was like, I know you're in here, motherfucker. Like I know that you're hiding, and like he's done this where it's been like a long time. So finally, I just sat in the middle of the basement, and I turned on like The Bachelor, and I just kept loudly being like, I'm gonna know if you're behind me, you know. And after like an hour and a half, <laughs> I called him. Because I thought maybe his phone would go off. He's like, what's up? And I was like, I know you're here. Where are you? And he's like, I'm at Buffalo Wild Wings with Chuck. <laughs> We're watching you at the game or whatever. And I was like, oh, oh cool. And he, starts, yeah, he was no. laughing so hard. He's like, you thought I was hiding in the house? For how long? <laughs> it was like an hour and a half. <laughs> I had all the lights on. Like every light in the house was on. I, it was bad. Oh, like so funny. Yep. <laughs> He's conditioned you. He really has. Uh, he loved it. Uh, oh, my God, that's incredible. Yes, this is my everyday. Okay, okay so. so she's cold. He holds her. Then they fall asleep. She wakes up, and she's like, oh, I have to make myself pretty for when he wakes up. And she fixes her hair and pinches some some her cheeks and everything. She puts and then her she, hands she, on yes, she, under her face. Lays on her pretending hands. to be asleep all daintily Delicately. and then he wakes up looks at her and he goes good morning i'm dying for a piss <laughs> he's like oh is it, is it morning <laughs> yeah <laughs> she does that thing where women sneak out and brush their teeth and mm-hmm. then sneak back in <laughs> um but they do cuddle together she's very very cold just as a person that night like she Hi, so she everyone what sorry. i love this heroine yeah so i just wanted to note <laughs> her coldness and i just wanted to say um, yeah and she shivers and shivers um boom 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 uh military knowledge with aaron uh mm. as a trained army arctic warrior arctic warrior don't say the sea in arctic i gotta like get my oh get my god that. you arctic, arctic warrior so listen guys if you have been a cold weather injury in the past which this woman has been you are at a much higher risk to be a cold weather injury in the in the future. So a lot of really? times that um, poor Emma is shivering or um, later on fainting or, you know, losing feeling in her toes and fingers. There is no weather that is too cold. There is just not enough gear. And Emma almost never has enough gear. So she I just wanted to caution everyone. If you've been a cold weather injury, make sure you're prepared. All right. Yeah. The, All that right. was my little consent rant. That's the... That's, bing, boom, bong. Yeah. <laughs> bing, boom, bong. <laughs> the face you made during that, my safety rant just now, mm-hmm. is how I feel when... You know what? <laughs> you go I off was on a with consent. you. I was so supportive of you and your cold weather <laughs> oh, gear shit. rant. Oh, okay. I was there. I was giving you all of my attention. <laughs> I was not snoring in the corner like a jackalope. I don't snore? How a what? dare you? <laughs> oh like God. a jackalope? What was that? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh my God, last night. And now you're a member Michael, of the Reindeer Mafia? I, <laughs> I had a Reindeer Mafia moment last night with Michael. We were sitting at the, um, at, we were watching Three Billboards, and which is so good, P.S. Um, we we oh we also watched Fish Penis this week. Oh, how was and it? It was also so it was so good. I love that movie. It was so 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 good. Um, okay, but so we did have my... sex with the fish man, like the poll we put out on our Facebook. Um, you know, uh, yes, maybe, yeah, for the <laughs> maybe. story or because you're in love with the fish man. Uh, for for the story, probably. Okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, 
So hold on. Uh Okay, so last night at some point, I don't remember exactly what happened. Oh, there's a moment in Three Billboards with a, a bunny. And um, I was like, uh, he, Michael was reminding me something about this $7 bunny. And I, he said, he was like, yeah, because it costs $7. And I was like, oh, yeah, the $7 duck. And he was like, duck, it was a bunny. And I just burst out with ribbit. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just riveted at him. What do you think he's doing right? <laughs> I don't know what happened. You need to make your brain better. <laughs> I don't think I can. <laughs> and also, it's just entertaining enough that I don't know if I want to. Because every time I randomly burst out calling you a jackalope, I- I- it's a surprise to me, too. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. No wonder you like Sandra and love hacks so much. I do. <laughs> I love her. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay. So the next thing. So Alexander comes over to set all their clocks because Emma understands what it is to be a working woman. And she's like, okay, you're going to come and set all our clocks weekly and you're going to charge us five times the rate you normally charge. And I'm going to tell all of my future friends, which I probably won't ever have. So they end up in Ash's bedroom because they're looking for another clock for her to set. Where Emma's never been. And Ash is playing something. He's probably badminton. Yeah. So she takes her up and they hear him coming in mm-hmm. and she like pushes Alexandra behind uh, a couch and jumps back there with her. And Alexandra's, and Alexandra's like, like, what are we this doing? Is this husband. is your husband. Just tell him we were in here and then yeah, we'll go. it's not a big deal. And, and, and she's like, flutters sh- her hands and she's like, I panicked. I don't know. Just, just I don't know. He's going to be mad. I don't know. And so yeah. like, uh, and Alexandra, bless her heart, just kind of like. Goes with it. <laughs> Can I just. Just oh got no! A text from Dan. It's a- <laughs> it says, "Hello, are you talking in the internet right now?" He doesn't understand. <laughs> are you talking in the internet? Okay, so jokes on him. I can't um, ta- text him back because I'm talking on the internet. It's true. It's true. Okay. okay, so he comes in and um, she watches him. He starts undressing so that he can like take a an England Times sponge bath, and he starts disrobing, and she sees the the rest of his scars on his back and she's like oh my god this is so much more than i originally thought like wow mm-hmm. she's she's really floored by it and she's also really impressed mm-hmm. and even more attracted to him because she's like look at all the things he's overcome right. look at look at all this nonsense like, there's like literally chunks of him missing yeah oh my poor darling not poor that darling thing, angel though. not mm, that's right then Alexandra has a thing that falls on the ground and he's like, who's in here? Because he always, he goes from zero to murder mm-hmm. anytime he thinks there's an intruder. And I don't hate that about him, I don't yeah, think. I don't either. So she fesses up and she's like, it's me. It's me. And I'm definitely alone. And then she distracts yes. him for long <laughs> enough that Alexander can then crawl out the door because mm-hmm. she's a true friend. She's just like, well, and wait, I don't I understand to... this, but... <laughs> Exactly. And I love this moment because um, she's she's trying to make sure that he doesn't look lest the whole situation devolve into what she calls Dante's lesser known invention, the sixth octagon of awkward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, it's amazing. So he's angry because he thinks that he thinks that she snuck in there to see him and like ogle at his scars. And and- Not ogle, gawk. Oh, that's the same like, thing to me. Is ogle have like a love connotation? Ogle is supposed to have like a nice. Oh, okay. And, like I, gawk, I stare, you know, like look yeah, at the curiosity. Like, treat her like a freak show. Yeah. Right. 
treat him like a right. freak show. And he even says that. He's like, freak shows, you can pay, you know, whatever. Right. A, a sixpence. A, an England coin to go <laughs> <laughs> watch a freak show for even less and see something not even yeah. as hideous as this, you know. Yeah, and she obviously takes offense to this because she's like, no, that's not even close to what it is. Like, not at all. And he can't fathom anything else. So he's like turning in a circle for her. He's really making a meal of this. Being mm-hmm. like, good, take your fill. Look at look at the, the freak. And she's like, no, I don't. I Like, I've caught you staring before. Right. And she says, yes, you have caught me staring, but not for the reason that you think. And he's like, well, what other possible reason could there be? Mm-hmm. And she goes, because... I'm infatuated with you. Like, okay. Yeah. And he's like, infatuated? Like, what? And she just runs. She just lifts her skirts up and hightails it out of there because she cannot face him anymore. And it's really cute. And then at dinner, she forces him to talk more about it. Mm-hmm. And they're going back and forth because she's. he's like, are you sure it's infatuation? Like, are you sure you're not be. getting your period? <laughs> I know. I've been told that there's like male storms of irrational emotion around that time. (gasps) And, you know, maybe that's what's going on. And she's like, well, now there is. Yeah. Um, Um, And so she's like, no, it's going to end either way. It's definitely I felt I felt infatuation before. It's definitely going to end. You either wake from the spell or you fall in love. Fall in love. And. He's like, well, what happened last time? And she goes, well, I thought I fell in love, but it was really the former mm-hmm. when I saw his true colors. And he's like, well, fine. I can make you not like me. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I can do that. I'll just tell you that I don't feel the same way about you. Mm-hmm. And bless her, my beautiful starshine Emma. She goes, I wouldn't believe you. Right. Because I think you're infatuated with me, too. Yeah. Because and you come to my room a little bit earlier every night. And he's like, to get it over and with. And she's like, but you and also then you stay later. A little bit longer. Yeah. And he's like, are you keeping charts about my virility? (laughs) She goes, don't say that you wouldn't love it if I did. (laughs) It's so good. Yeah. And so then he's like, fine. You know what? Fine. If that's what she thinks, I'm not going to her bed at all tonight. That'll teach her. That'll show her. And so she comes to. Oh, wait. So so he's in bed and he's like, think of pus. Think of. Oh, because. When she's describing infatuation, yeah. she's like, you can just hear their name over and over again in your a head. A song that just sings their name. Yeah, he says, <sighs> um, let's see. He thought of the most unappealing things his imagination could conjure. Shards of fire propelled with bullet force colliding with his face, vomiting himself dry while quitting opium. Oh, yeah, he was he was on opium after his thing. Yeah. Had to quit opium. Uh, pus, not even the mildly repulsive yellow sort, green, oozing. Malodorous. 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 Oh, yeah. Malodorous. Malodorous. I know that word. There you go. Pus. That helped for a few minutes, but apparently his brain didn't want to dwell on those memories anymore. Not when his mind could so easily reach for her. Emma, 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 Emma <sighs> is the song saying your name. And then she comes to <sighs> his room mm-hmm. and he's like, What do you think you're doing here? And she goes, Well, you didn't come to my room. Mm-hmm. So here I am. And I owe you something. Yes. In the spirit of fairness, I owe you something. And so she starts undoing the buttons of her shift. And he's like, his his immediate thing is, Yezu Maria. And he like sits up further so that he can see her. And she unbuttons everything. And then she drops her shift. And she goes, I didn't have a cat. Breaches, I found him the warning that I came to you. It's like, why are we talking about a cat? Yeah. And she's like, he didn't even have a name when I got here. 
and he's like, okay, why don't you... Oh, no, she says, I have a confession to make. And he says, I hope it's a long one. I was about to interrupt you. (laughs) Yeah. And it is. So (laughs) it is. It's good. And it's a good one. So she says, he didn't have a name. And do you want to know why his name was Breaches? And he's like, sure, whatever. Whatever you want to say out loud right now is fine. (laughs) And... She goes, because that's where I was looking, admiring the way you filled out yours. And he goes, admiring? Mm -hmm. And she goes, I'm wildly attracted to you. And I have been from the start. And uh, it goes on and on and on. And it's so good. He echoes admiring. She says, yes, perhaps even lusting. That settled it. None of this was real. He was dreaming and the Lord let him Mm. never wake. Oh, so good. Did they do sex then? (laughs) <laughs> oh boy howdy do they oh wait so she goes i'm wildly attracted to you physically attracted to you oh. i have been from the first and yes i've done a great deal of staring she stepped free of her pooled chemise all right i want you with a keen carnal passion i won't pretend otherwise and i'm not going to apologize for it not anymore mm-hmm. and then he's like get out because the only thing i can think to do to you are like the most depraved things possible and she goes you keep saying things as if they're threats (laughs) and i don't know why yeah he says go now before i use you in ways you don't want to be used she swept a gaze over him biting her bottom lip it's not being used if i want it (laughs) Uh uh-huh Yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. Right before that, he goes, I have a bad side, Emma, one that has nothing to do with my scars. You've no idea what I'd like to do to you. Push you against a wall, drive my cock into your sweet, wet heat, tup you senseless, raw, so hard that you wouldn't walk for days. And that's only to start. My heart soared. I was like, is this a historical? (laughs) Oh, my God. I was so in it. I was there. And so was Emma. Uh God bless her. God bless her sweet, sweet face. Um, um, oh, yeah. And so she goes, was that meant to put me off? Because if so, it must have backfired. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. So then, okay, so then he pushes her up against the post and he kisses her all over her neck, not her lips, mm-hmm. her neck and her breasts and everything else. And then he touches her and then he bends her over mm-hmm. and... Uh, it goes after her there, and it's incredible. And they have some really hot doggy styled sex. I really like this. I, Please, go ahead. she said. Please, I want. <gasps> yes, dot, I'm dot, just dot. about to read that. You know what I want. He says, "If you want my cock, then tell me so. I want to hear you say it." I can't, she says. You can. After all, it's in Hamlet. <laughs> it's said. in Hamlet. That's right. Well, and and she has this great moment where she's like, I, I, I'm more comfortable with it being inside me than like saying it out loud. Right. But like, maybe that's why he wants to hear me say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she does. Oh, and then there's some the, some excellent talk while he's. Oh, okay, hold on. Here's <laughs> here. I love it when I have a, a per, personal um, love of uh, making like sex akin to drug addiction sometimes. <laughs> like it just works for me somehow. <laughs> I don't know, man. What? So he goes, he goes, I've lived in the grip of laudanum. I know what it's like to crave, to tremble with wanting, to be ruled by need. It nearly destroyed me. This is worse. There's no respite. As soon as I leave your bed, I'm counting the hours until the next night. Like, it's just so good. So anyway, it goes on and on. And uh, everyone loved it. And then. Mm, Yeah, then she stays with him for the first time. 
Yeah, because they're gonna they're gonna go for a hat trick, mm-hmm. as our Rachel Gibson would say. Yeah, other people in culture. He says, "Tell me you are too scandalized," and she's like, "I am scandalized the perfect amount. Thank you, but my legs are jelly, uh-huh. and I want to lay down." Yeah. So then he hit her oh. feet are ice because again she's had a cold weather injury and she needs yeah. to not play with this oh boy. circulation. Yep, it's a problem. Don't play with it, everyone. So he starts rubbing her feet, and then he's like, "Tell me about this boy." And I love this. P.S. Because she's like, why would you want me to do that? And he's like, because I want to write them down. I, I, I love keeping track of the people I hate. He said this earlier. I like to write it down in little books and pour over it and like laugh ominously. Yeah. It's so funny. So then she tells him the thing that happened to her. She had a flirtation with the squire's son. She was convinced that on this night of a dance, he was going to ask her to marry he him. She made her. herself. Yeah. Yeah. And she made herself this beautiful red dress and she was so excited for it because she thought it was the day she was going to be betrothed. And they go off to a, a corner and she's like, then he, he started kissing me and then it went further. And even then, I really thought he was just going to ask me to marry him after. Mm-hmm. Like I was so like dumb. Was taken by the romance of it all. Yeah. And- yeah. Just like she was. But turns out, no, he's an asshole. And so they were caught. They were caught. And her vicar father um, called her a Jezebel and a strumpet, told her no man would ever want her and threw her out into the England Times winter. Yes. Which is colder than the current England Times winter. Oh, I mean, you know what? She had slippers on and at the very least. gear, not up to gear. None, none no of No gear it. at all. No that gear. Thing. Yeah. She may have been, she may well have been just naked. Like she may as well. Anyway. What she was wearing was probably worse than being naked because it was probably yes. a lot of silk and cotton and that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, because this all starts because he's rubbing her feet and she's like, no, 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 no don't touch that one. I- I'm missing a toe and it's unsightly and I don't want you to see it. And he's like, that, he's first like, of all, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But it was so cold that on on her walk to London, she, had to she walk lost Hart- a toe. Hertfordshire. Hertfordshire. All the way yep. to London, which is probably several london miles i don't know i don't know (laughs) so he is livid she falls asleep and he goes to haunt her father (laughs) he goes all the way to hertfordshire to the vicarage (sighs) climbs in his window and freaks the fuck out at him wakes him in the middle of the night and he's like i'm a demon from hell you did your daughter wrong and you're going to hell unless you make amends with her, unless you're truly repentant and sorry and all the things. He really wanted to kill he's him. He's so funny in this scene. I just oh, loved he's how so funny. funny he was. Yes, he's he's cursing only in Shakespeare. He's hilarious. It's so good. I was thoroughly charmed. You need to buy this book immediately and read it if you haven't. He something about how he has to go back to hell and like file a bunch of paperwork. Yes. Oh, yeah, because oh, hell is, is, is flaming brimstone yeah. and bureaucracy yeah. <laughs> he's basically like all right i'm ready to take you to hell and he's like well why are you going to hell and he's like because what do you did to your daughter and then he's like wait a minute what day is it and this guy's like thursday <laughs> and he's like ah oh, thursday ah oh, cock it you know like dad I've got the yeah. wrong day uh, I but i'll be back up. it's a devil of a delay when there's so much to be done once you arrive in the internal furnace there are sinful debts to be settled hell to pay it's not merely a saying then there are papers to be signed and filed <laughs> and he's like papers to be filed he's like naturally it should come as no surprise to learn that hell is a vast inefficient bureaucracy (laughs) it's amazing (laughs) so good yeah so yeah it's excellent and then she's in his library getting books and we have another 
patented Tessadare nerdgasm moment that I was so into. I don't even know what he walks in. To. What is this? Oh, he walks into his library and she is she's getting books down to be like, what do I want to read? Because let's review. He won't let her sew and she has nothing to do all day. So he walks in to find his wife ransacking the bookshelves. As he stood in the doorway watching, she tucked a stray wisp of dark hair behind her ear. Then she licked her fingertip and turned the page. His knees buckled. Mm -hmm. In his mind, he scrambled to piece that half second into lasting memory. The crook of her slender finger, the red pout of her lips, that fleeting erotic glimpse of pink. She did it again. Ash gripped the door jam so hard his knuckles lost sensation. He wanted her to read the whole cursed book while he watched her. He wanted the book to have a thousand pages. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, and then she reaches up and goes on her tiptoes and he sees the sexiest thing in England times, which is the arch of her foot and white stockings. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I can't handle it anymore. Those meaty calves. Ooh, give me those cankles. Yes, he goes over to her and he's like, I was thinking that since this uh, marriage is all about siring a child, we'll have much better luck if we do it more than once a day. And she's like, mm, do you think so, dear heart? Or something like uh -huh. that. <laughs> and he's like, that's just simple mathematics. And then he's so excited that she's into it. Yeah. And they have more sex against the bookshelf. And thus begins the saga of them having sex all over the house in the middle of the day, yep. which is most excellent. Um, but then she sends it. him a note. She doesn't come to dinner one night. And mm -hmm. she sends him a note. Uh, says that she's sick this week and she can't come to dinner. So he's like, oh, she got her period. And he knows he should be disappointed because yeah. she's not pregnant. But really, he's like, I get another month oh. of doing yeah. it. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. So then he goes out walking again. And uh, Thomas decides that the, the monster needs a sidekick called the Menace, <sighs> which is so cute. Yeah. He's like a little Robin to his Batman. And I loved around. it. It's great. Yeah. She shows him a recent monster articles and is like this is not okay people are not people are only seeing one side of you and he's yeah. like yeah that's great the that's the only side of me they're ever gonna see whatever is in all the gossip pages for all the yeah awful things he's doing yeah and he's like people aren't gonna see past my scars anyway so like why the fuck not mm -hmm. and she's like it doesn't have to be that way and i love this line he goes i'll make you a bargain I won't pretend to know how it feels when strange men stare at your tits and you won't pretend to know what it feels like when people stare at my face <sighs> Touche, sir. Mm -hmm. Touche. Mm -hmm. um, and then she asks him to tea with the gals. Mm -hmm. So they have adorable tea with sham sandwiches, which are supposed to be vegetarian ham sandwiches, yeah. which I can only imagine the grossness in England times. Or current It's so times. cute. <laughs> okay. Put, your, put yourself away. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and it's so cute. Like the whole scene is adorable. He bonds with everyone just a tiny bit. And it's um, like the first time he's been out of the Penny. house during the day for yes. like two years because he's so worried about his yes. scars. So it's nice. And all of them are so nice to him and everything is wonderful. Mm -hmm. And then she's so happy with him that when they get back, she gives him this gloriously sensual and excellent BJ mm -hmm. after tea. And he's like, well, I would eat a hundred of those sandwiches if I knew that. But also he's like, wait, we're happen. supposed to be procreating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she's, oh, yeah, and she's like, what are you going to do? Take me to court and say, my wife did put her mouth upon me. <laughs> like, it's so good. Um, 
Okay, so then a wardrobe arrives. The wardrobe he told her that she had to yeah, order. Yeah, he says, you can't keep sewing your own dresses. You're a duchess. You have to order a wardrobe. So she does. Orders him a wardrobe. She doesn't order. Oh, she still ordered a wardrobe, though. He never specified. <laughs> and it's so sweet because it's um, she made it looser in the shoulders to accommodate his scars. She had them put in panels that are like softer fabric so that it wouldn't hurt so much. She made the colors different. Like she really put a lot of time and effort into this. And it was so sweet. And then he basically is like, he can't bring himself to tell her all the lovey-dovey things he's thinking. Mm -hmm. So he's just an ass. And she's like, this is a unicorn vomit moment. And I want to murder you. Mm -hmm. And uh, huffs off. Yeah. But then when she gets back, he's going to make it up to her. He has a brand new dress for her. And he's taking her to the theater. Yeah. Because he kind of gets scolded by Khan. Right. Yeah. Khan is an excellent side character as well. This is filled with fabulous side characters. Yeah, because Khan's like, you pissed her off. She did a nice thing for you. You could do a nice yeah. thing for her because she's kind of been begging him. So she's got this plan that she's she's going to whisk her friend Davina away to the country still. But to do that, her dad needs to give her permission to go away to the country with this duchess. So her dad's not going to give her permission to go away to the country with the new Duchess of Ashbury if he's not met the Duchess of Ashbury or the Duke of Ashbury. So she's been trying to get him out to social stuff so that, like, eventually she, he Davina's can dad will meet yeah. this guy. But, like, so she tried it a little bit with T, and then she's, like, trying to coax him out more. But he's just like, no, T was a one-time thing. I did it for you. It's over. So Khan finally convinces him to go to the theater so he takes her to the theater and it's so sweet he's like playing down in the lobby or the lobby area of their house because their house is a, a duke house with mm-hmm. a lobby and um it's so cute anyway they go to the theater everything is wonderful he tells her that he ha- she has to sit all the way at the front of the box because um everyone needs to see the beautiful and wonderful new duchess of ashbury <laughs> can i tell you about this another one her- when i fell in love with him though okay when yes he's waiting for her at the bottom of the stairs He's oh, got his yeah. cat and his uh, cane. And so he's like bored because she's late because she didn't know yeah. that this was happening. So she's got to take a little extra time to get ready. So he's like throwing his hat in the air and like catching it with his cane. And then she appears at the top of the stairs and he doesn't want her to know that he's like doing this silly thing. So he just throws the cane and <laughs> it like crashes on the floor. And he's like, um, I'll have Khan uh, see to that uh, thing that's happening. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> amazing (laughs) so good it's so good anyway so then a little while later he's like okay we have to go home now Mm -hmm. and she's like we're barely through the third act restless in the theater yes and she's like we're barely through the third act and he goes you're gonna want to go home as well Mm -hmm. otherwise you're gonna slide over here onto my lap so i can Mm -hmm. take you right in this theater and she goes you keep saying things that only intrigue me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I want to say one more thing. When he pulls what? her chair up to the front mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, you need to see the play. You've never been to the theater. And he's also like, he's trying to say, you know, you should be seen. You wanted to be seen. You should be seen. So he says, tonight he said you'll shine like a jewel, a ruby, an extraordinarily big <laughs> ruby. He cocked his head. You'll be the world's largest ruby on record. I suppose. One with arms. <laughs> and she... She's like, was that intended as a compliment? He sighed curtly. Let's begin again. You are my duchess. You are beautiful. And everyone should know it. And as she took her seat, Emma tucked the words away to treasure later. And treasure them she would. You are beautiful. No matter what happened, she would always have that. And also the part about the jewel with arms, she supposed. (laughs) (laughs) That was my favorite. I love that line. You know, the other thing I got. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. So then he goes to get the carriage um, because they're they're going home yeah. and she is ready to go home. She's like a little bit. She's she's ready. And somebody comes into the box. She turns around thinking it's the Duke and it's that fucking wench that previous fiance of his, she basically tells her that he only brought her here and he only married her to spite her mm-hmm. because she left him and he's like, well, you know what? The best revenge is if I marry your seamstress, right. which doesn't make any sense, but I, I totally understand why she freaks out. Yeah. And she says, it's the first Thursday of the month. My family goes to the theater yeah. on the first Thursday of the month and he's brought you here on this night specifically. This is for where this we reason. met. And she's like, let me... Let me guess. He pulled you all the way to the front of the box to tell you that you needed to see the theater. Well, really, he wanted you in the front of the box me for to see everybody you. to be seen. And, he, and she's like, he was antsy and he was staring at me the whole time. Like, how could he be so stupid? Um, yeah. It was. It was horrifying. So Emma is freaking out. The The Duke comes back and he, bless him, eviscerates this woman mm-hmm. in the most polite way possible. But Emma doesn't hear it because she slipped out and she's fucking off. So there's something really good in here about like the woman that used to kneel at her feet. Yeah, she says, I'm not going to curtsy to the woman who used to kneel at my feet. Yeah, there was something about her kneeling for him or something. Just, oh, yeah. I forget what it was. Oh. It was like... Just like it was something like just because you get on your knees for him now, don't forget that you used to kneel at my feet. It was awful. It was so oh. cutting and now I can't find it, but it was awful. Oh, terrible. It was, it was horrifying. Yeah. Then he eviscerates her. However, what's her face? Emma is already gone because she's horrified by this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she's running and it's raining out. So he runs after her to catch her. He finally catches up to her. It's full on downpouring. And I saw a tweet that Tessa Dare did where she was like, they, the question was like, what's your favorite writing device? And mm-hmm. she goes, rain. Uh-huh. Fighting in the rain, kissing in the rain, doing anything in the rain. And I, this rain scene, my friend, checked all my boxes. Uh, <laughs> it was the best. It was the best. And it was a great. I honestly, great. as soon as this started, was like, she doesn't have a cloak. She's wearing cap sleeves. That's all she's got. And we Logistics know she's a cold weather. <laughs> She's a cold weather cold survivor. Weather you need to get her out <laughs> okay. of that rain. No, it's true. Well, and we'll get to that later. So um, they have this, this you know, fight-ish thing where she's like, you brought me here because of her. And he's like, don't be daft. And they finally make up. It's beautiful. Please buy the book and read it yourself if you haven't already. I'm going to say it again. And he goes to like make everything up to her and he pulls her into his Mm. arms and he kisses her and they have this beautiful gorgeous earth shattering rain kiss and then he picks her up oh because she faints Mm -hmm. she faints yeah and he carries her to the nearest inn and gets a room and she's like no no no, don't be don't be ridiculous like this is this is too much we can go home and he'll go he goes it'll take an hour to get home Mm -hmm. she goes she goes, that doesn't matter. What's an hour? And he goes, 60 minutes too many, he said testily. You're wet and you are cold. You don't like being cold. Therefore, I despise you being cold. I would go about murdering raindrops and setting fire to the clouds, but that would take slightly more than an hour, perhaps even two. So we're here and you will cease complaining about it. Like, that's one of the moments I truly and once again fell in love with him. I was just like, oh, murder the raindrops. Set fire to the clouds. <laughs> See, that stuff just doesn't do it for me as much as like the hat and cane sort of moments or the. Well, no, the mad that dungeon. did it for me too. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I just, you know, we're going long. So I was trying to. I don't know. <laughs> okay. 
So then, uh, uh, so the next morning, they, oh okay, no! So the next we fast morning, Thomas or, yeah, shows okay. up. Yeah, well, they don't do sex because he's a gentleman and she's uh, well, a cold weather injury survivor. It's very nice. Oh, it's so sweet. But here's my um, here logistics. Burp, burp, pew. Logistics. Beep, boop. Um, uh-huh. She's naked because he takes the dress yeah. off. I think they even rip the dress. Maybe. Oh yeah, no the the dress is in shreds. She's super yeah. naked. Yeah, that's the best thing to warm people up. She's on his cloak yeah, mm-hmm. with his jacket over her, which isn't a lot. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Tom bursts in the next morning and she gets up, walks over to Tom, yeah. is like, nice to meet you. Then they go home in the carriage. I'm like, what the fuck is she wearing? Tessa, what was she yeah, wearing? I don't know either. Tessa, we don't know what she was wearing. Was it a bikini like Shades of Vampires? Is that what <laughs> England ladies I can assure in? you. Tessa Dare did not have that kind of reckless moment. She didn't okay. have her sleeping in a wet How bikini. How dare portion. you? Okay, I'm sorry. How I'm sorry. dare you, sir? Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so then so. Tom shows up and he saves the day. He's like, I've got a carriage waiting. Wait, we didn't even say what's happening. There's this crowd gathering outside oh, because right. the innkeeper reported to somebody the monster of May wary fair yep monster mayfair is here and he has uh taken a woman in red who's unconscious up there and he's probably murdering her so there's like a mob outside so thomas shows up in what is now his tom the menace costume which is like a fencing fencing kit (laughs) that's so cute and so he's like what we'll do is we'll switch outfits i will be the menace of of the monster of mayhaps and then you'll be the menace of and we go downstairs and I'll distract everybody for a few minutes so that you can get away. So that's what they do when they go back to the house. So next, she goes back to the dress shop for reasons that we don't have to talk about. She goes to Fit Divina or something. And her dad shows up yeah. to... Make amends. No. <laughs> to to make her forgive him, that fucker. Yeah. Like, it has nothing to, to do hell. with making amends. Yeah. And so he, and in this, ooh, that indignant motherfucker, in this moment, he's like, you cannot, like, begrudge me this one thing that I need. And she's like, yes, I can. How about you come back to me in six years? Because that's how Mm -hmm. I felt. And I was so proud of her. It was so good. But then during this thing, he describes the demon that came to him. Mm -hmm. And he only cursed in Shakespeare. And it was so cute. Mm -hmm. And so she goes home. And she's like, you went to my father's house. And he's like, yes. And? Like, I'm not going to deny it. And, and well, and he's like, oh, God, she's pissed. And she walks around his desk and she kisses him for all he's worth. <sighs> and she says that nobody has ever stood up for her like that. And she doesn't know what to do with herself. Um, so then he starts kissing her back. And then she wanted to, like, kiss him for all she was worth. And, like, <sighs> she wanted to worship him and give him everything about her. But the bodies were what were the order of the day right now. It's... And so she starts. Oh man, it's like whatever I tell you not to do is what you do. And so, yeah, uh, he just starts telling her. She says, "You should know that if you give me a command, I'll only do the opposite." And so he's like, "Maybe I can make this work to my favor." Mm -hmm. And so he goes, "Don't lift your your skirts and sit astride me." And so she does. She basically tells him he's afraid to be in love with her and he's afraid to be with her and he's afraid of it actually working out. Like he's not actually being, he's not actually afraid of her being No, not yet. Yeah, that's this one. You know, it is, but, but like they do a lot of things and then she goes to open his shirt all the way Mm -hmm. and he's like, no, 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 don't do that. And she goes, she goes, no, you, you have to just do this for me. Bear it all. You're not afraid that I'm going to be repulsed Mm -hmm. by you. 
It's that you're going to be totally and completely accepted and loved and cherished and everything. And says, God, it's make so love to good. Me, be brave with me. And that's when. <sighs> so then they start. They, and this this contrary sex scene is so good. He has her touch herself. Yeah. He's he all has like, her don't touch me finger don't herself touch me everywhere and then she touches him oh, on his, his gnarly side it's wait so and good. then um and then she starts kissing up and down oh because he says kiss me mm-hmm. he says don't, don't kiss, me. kiss me and so she lavished both sides of him with equal attention and sweet sweet tenderness until he felt his two halves knitting together in the center <gasps> somewhere close to his heart this is the kind of skyrocking that you can get down the things with. Oh my because god! She didn't fetishize him. She no, was just giving she was truly just equal attention loving to him. his whole body. That's what like she would love. anybody. Yes. Uh, and Tessa, the things you do with imagery because she's been dropping like his his good side and his scarred side, mm-hmm. his la la and his la la la, and then this moment was a stroke of goddamn beautiful genius. Like it was gorgeous. And then he says don't love me and she's yes. like too she goes, late and he's like don't late. tell me don't tell me the words and she's like i love you i love you and he's like i love you too oh. we love each other it's so good <laughs> so then they come apart with each other but then as they're finishing and as they're like forehead to forehead she gets this like queasy look on her face and she goes i'm sorry and she runs away and vomits and he has a really hard time with this because that's exactly what this other lady did to him yeah. She saw him and she ran away and vomited. vomited. She and then thought, she said, "How could I ever lay with that?" And he realized that he wasn't a man that anymore. That thing he was yeah, a thing. He was a monster. And she's also the one who came up with the rules: the no lights, no kissing, right. nighttime only, and then we're done after I give you an air. And then that's when he was like, "I don't want that kind of marriage." At least not with a person I care about. Because he did care about her at that point. He didn't know any better. And so he let her out of the engagement. And they told the story that she was the one who broke off the engagement. So he's like, not again. It says, God, please, not again. Not you. Don't leave me. Not now. Not ever. And she goes, I'm so sorry. Like, I can't believe I'm doing this. And he's like, I tried to warn you. It's grotesque. It's repulsive. I like, I wish you would listen to me. Like, I'm not angry at you because I know it's gross. And she goes, you idiot, I'm not repulsed, I'm pregnant. <laughs> and she's she had done been pregnant the whole time. When she said she was oh, sick, yeah. she was really just sick. And he's like, I thought she you were had being a cold. And, he, and she's like, wait, do ladies just hide in their bed for a week when they're pregnant? No. Or yeah. uh, when they have their no, period? When they're... Anyway. She's like, no, I was a seamstress. You work. <laughs> so, okay, now we got to, can we speed through yep. the rest of it? Because it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's telling her that they're going to, like, raise the child separately. Like, she'll still go off. And she's like, well, that sucks. And Davina comes in the middle of the night. And she's like, you have to come meet my father. You have one more opportunity. It's a ball. That lady is throwing it. Like, the bad lady. The the ex-fiance. Anne Worthing or whatever her name was. Mm -hmm. So she's like, okay, we have to do it. She goes up and um, he confronts her. He's like, what's going on? Who was that? Mm -hmm. She tells him the plan she's had all along. And he, this fucker, he thinks she just married him for this plan to help her friend. And he realizes that's why she wanted the cottage ready. That's why she wanted him to go out with her. It's not that she loved him. Then he goes, no wonder you were eager to spread your legs for me in every corner of the house. The faster you dispatched your duty to get pregnant, the sooner you'd make your escape. Isn't that so? Like, it goes down. It is a heart-wrenching fight. Horrible. 
But she is not. She's like, no, this is that's ridiculous. First of all, you know me better than that. He's like, I don't think I do. Mm-hmm. He says, you go to the ball. Fine, whatever. I can't stop you, but I'm not going with you. I'm not going to help you in this deception. Mm-hmm. I don't super blame him. You know, like he has no skin in the game and it's a really weird thing right. to get pulled into. But still. So she makes a dress the next day. <sighs> she leaves. He says, our bargain is satisfied, a.k.a. you're pregnant. You needn't come back. And I was oh, like, yeah. that is just as bad as I'm not going to write. Do you ask if I, yeah, uh, it was. Yeah. Oh. So then, bless him, Khan, badass motherfucker that he is, butler of all time, is like, you idiot. So they're playing that other English game with the ball and the bat. Cricket. Cricket. That's the one. And uh, so he starts bowling like at this guy's head. And he's like, you're a dumbass. You've got to go after her. Every man in her life has ever let her down. He tells him about oh, men God. he didn't even know about that she's told Khan about yes. that have let her down and have falsely acted like they're going to marry her or whatever. So he's yeah. like, okay, I got to go to the ball. So he like hastily gets his shit together to go to the ball because she's already left. And then he goes to run out and the, the cat, demon cat, runs breaches off. So he cat. goes running after that, screaming, breaches, breaches, <laughs> like a madman. Somebody catches him and takes him to jail because they th- they think he's the monster of Mayfair. He's wanted for murder of the lady in the red dress yeah. in the end. And this was a bit, a bit, I didn't like this very much because I felt it was like, I'm glad it wasn't longer, but it also felt a little bit too too quick and tied up in a bow. Mm-hmm. But like basically the ladies from across the square figure out somehow that he's in jail. Tessa gets to pull all their money insert together. another like political Oh, I didn't yes. say the first time. You saw nevertheless she persisted earlier in the book, right? Yes, and I so did. Her dad was like, mm-hmm. she was warned, she was told, yeah. you know, blah blah blah. But nevertheless she persisted in her sexing <laughs> of this man. That's and right. Then, he was like, well, you know, he's trying to talk to the jailers and they're like, you've murdered people, you've kicked children, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, but I've also done nice things. Didn't you see the ones about yeah. the nice things? And he's yes, like, fake false news. news. <laughs> false news. No, he says yeah, false news. He's like, but you, but you believe the ones about me doing the bad stuff. Why wouldn't you believe the ones about me doing yeah. the good stuff? And they're like, false news. The good stuff was oh, false man. news. I was like. It was so timely and delicious. Ah, oh, we just Tessa lost dare to maybe persist. one listener that was like, no, you're in a political podcast. I didn't know about that. <laughs> I don't care. Okay. So they bribe the jailer, get him out. Um, he leaves his top coat with the drunk in the jail cell. So kind. And he's like, take care of your cough. And then he runs to the ball. He bursts into the ball. <laughs> he's looking like a crazed person. Wait, what does he say? Where is it? <laughs> he says, yes, I have scars all over my body. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have exactly three, because everyone's looking at him. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 I'm scarred all over my body. You have exactly, exactly three seconds to get over it. He goes, one, two, right. Where's my wife? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she has figured oh, out, so she's good. talking to Davina and her father, trying to convince her father to let Davina go with her to the country so that she could have her baby and they can hide it. And Davina <gasps> immediately bursts into noisy sobs and confesses everything because it's actually love that has made her not want to tell her dad. She feels he'll be sad and worried she doesn't, about her. Yeah. And she doesn't want him disappointed in her. Not that he would turn her yeah, out. Yeah, Emma couldn't even imagine that because she's never known no. that kind of love from a family. No. And it was just so sweet. Ugh. So she ends up just telling her dad and no one has to lie or whisk anyone away to the country. 
And, and then um, they dance. She walks around like a wife who's proud to be on her husband's arm because that's what she they is. They make out on and the dance floor on like dance it's 1995. Floor. It's nice. Uh, <laughs> it's good. Oh, it's so good. And then they have they have Christmas at the at Swanley. Mm-hmm. And in the epilogue, they give Khan the cottage on the on the on the compound on the estate so that he can have his retirement. Uh-huh. And they make him the godfather of their child. And then they have outside Richmond. sex. Oh, my God. And then they have the most glorious outside sex. Tooth achingly sweet. Yes. She tries to um, leave her shift because her body has changed. And he's not the only one with vanity. And he's like, I am not no. even going to dignify that with conversation. <laughs> like, take it off, woman. It's oh, so good. good. And then Tessa did something that I love. Uh, she had them have a simultaneous orgasm, but she also said how rare those are. She acknowledged that that is rare. It's not a thing that happens most of the time, mm-hmm. everybody, unlike 50 fucking shades of all the awful. <laughs> like, thank you for giving it to us because it does happen, but acknowledging that it's a unicorn. Thank you. Hmm. And that is... That's it. Go read the book. Go buy the book. Read this buy book. three copies Keep them in your house so that when your friends come over, you can give them away. Uh-huh. Like, be a friend, everybody. Oh, also, Have extra copies of this lying around. I was around. just sitting here thinking, okay, <laughs> who recommended this book to us? Who was our reviewer that recommended oh, this yeah. book? It was Tessa fucking Dare. That's who recommended this That's book. That's right. She commented on our Facebook thing for When a Scott Dies and that, and she's like, hey, guys, you should read The Duchess Deal Thanks next. for the shout out. Which is shameless promotion of her newest book. Like, we see you, Tessa. Which we know what the deal is, but we do not care. But also, care. here's the thing. We are here for no. it. Well, and we also did it on a date where I had another Tessa Dare book scheduled. Uh-huh. So, like, yeah, she didn't usurp another we author. Read, but it, it was, was going to be the Huntress of something yeah, or other, mm-hmm. which I'm sure is fan-fucking phenomenal mm-hmm. anyway. That's not how that goes. That's okay. Um, Fan-phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> fan fucking phenomenal there we go so yeah our esteemed listener Tessa Dare I <laughs> can't I don't think she actually like, listens I don't think she does first like I would die first we have Miss Friends now we have Miss Dare I know God, I know okay do you have a lady okay. love self love fuck it's okay uh, I heard something this week that I want to share yeah I had a total crash this week. I haven't been sleeping. I've been working too much. I've been overextending myself in myriad ways, Mm -hmm. as I usually do. But the problem is you can burn the candle at both ends and kind of, like, keep it going. But you can't just, like, toss it into the fire and expect to, like, still live. Yes. So, like, I wasn't eating. I wasn't hydrating. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't. I just, it was real bad. And I ended up in, like, a shaking uh, fetal position hypoglycemic situation earlier this week. Don't do that. And then I re-listened to Elizabeth Gilbert's podcast, the last one in the last season of Magic Lessons. She has a delightful podcast. Mm. And I didn't research this well enough. I don't remember who she was talking to. I do not know who these quotes are by. But you know that quotation that's like, you have to give up being perfect to be good? Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know who said it, but you know that thing like you you have to give up perfect to be good? Then one of their other friends, another probably famous person who I don't know who it is, added to that and said, not only do you have to give up being perfect to be good, you have to give up being good to be free. Oh, shit. Yeah. Just let that wash over you for a little bit. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's my lady love this week. I was like, that was such a light bulb for me. 
So there you go. Yeah. And I wish I knew who said it, but I don't. And unfortunately, my phone's on FaceTime, and that's where my podcasts are. So No, you know what? I'll I'll make sure to put it in the episode okay, notes. Cool. So you can find it there. Okay, you know what? I do have a la- lady love, and it is that book that you sent me. What book I sent you? Forever ago. You Beauty sent the me Mustache? By Penny Reed? No. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> no. It's the, um, Sorry. I can't even, it's you're, you're going to know, I know, you're going to know what it's called, but you sent it to me when I was in a different, like crazy rough patch. It might've been when I had the miscarriage before Ember. Oh, the illustrated guide to enlightenment or whatever. Yes. Yes. Illustrated guide to enlightenment by, I don't know. We'll put it in the episode I'm notes. I'm sitting in my bookshelf though. I should be able to find it. Anyway, I'll put it in the episode okay. notes. It's an incredible book uh, by... Here it is. Like a like Your a Illustrated thinker. Guide to Becoming One with the Universe by uh, Yumi... No. That's not it? No. Oh, no, are you talking about the, the Pema Chodron book that I sent you? Yes. Okay, I don't remember yes. which one. Probably When Things Fall Apart. Yes, it is When yeah. Things Fall Apart. Ani Pema yes. is a uh, Buddhist nun, an American Buddhist nun. I think the first Tibetan Buddhist nun who's an American. And she's phenomenal. Mm. Um, she's not the only, but I think she was the first. Um, yeah. She's got a great, lots of great programs out there. I recently took one of her courses that she put out for her 80th birthday. Anyway, sorry. Yep. Oh my it's gosh. A great book. So I was I was re going through when things fall apart because um, it I needed to, and there's just this. There was a like the smallest little notion in there that I latched onto, which is I'm gonna I'm gonna botch it, but I'm gonna try. There's the sky. And bad things oh, yeah. are the cloud. I got it. Yeah, go ahead. Things that happen to you are the weather, but you're the sky, and the weather doesn't change the sky. <sighs> you are the sky. You are not the weather. Yeah. Oh, God. And dur- right before you sent me the book, you said that to mm-hmm. me. And, like, I'm I'm getting a little teary right now just remembering, like, the way that it, the way that it helped me in that moment. Um, and, yeah, so I have two lady loves. One is when things fall apart, but the other one is get yourself a friend like Aaron McCarthy. Oh, <laughs> because, oh, but I also sent you just... this other book, which is your illustrated guide to becoming one with the universe. No, by you never God. sent me yeah, that. I did. And you, you never clearly haven't read that. it, so you should. You didn't yes, send me. I, I will send. I will screenshot the fucking Amazon thing. <laughs> oh man, sorry. No, I'm just trying to lighten the moment since we're crying now. I know. <laughs> okay Uh, anyway listener you are the sky you are not the weather and aaron mm -hmm. you too yep and stop being perfect so you can be good and stop being good so you can be free oh yes yeah so keep being a badass and love yourself as much as you love turning into a wear cunt under the full moon (laughs) (laughs) yeah I love you to pieces. I love you so much, Mel. (laughs) All right. Bye. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes, we are still doing the five-star bribe. 
If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas. Okay, back to the show.